Mike, turn your games down. Hi, we're to another amazing movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's lining up cranes that can get to work faster, get home to record faster? That's good. No, because you're stealing mine. That's fine. Uh, I'm Bill Tucker from A Gamer Looks at 40 podcast. And I want to use this opportunity to shout out the real heroes of this film the construction workers and crane operators of New York City. You gentlemen and ladies are the true heroes. (laughs) They all would have died if they wouldn't have moved their cranes. That's it. Disaster. Everyone's a lizard. I am the spectacular king of useless knowledge, Joe Butler. And did we lose Blair? Blair? I think we lost Blair. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com, and I read on dailybugle.net that ivermectin is a way better vaccine against lizard man syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, interesting. So we are here to talk about a... Another Patreon episode, or another Patreon-voted episode, I should say, because it's not actually on Patreon. But we are here to talk about Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. And did this come out in 2012? I forgot to pull up the wiki before I started talking. Uh, yes. yes. 2012. Yep. And directed by Mark Webb, who got to do, I think, did he do the second one, too? can't remember. He did, yes. Okay. I have questions about that second movie. But So, yeah, this is the <laughs> reboot. <laughs> the reboot. Tri- the Supposed to be reboot trilogy of the Spider-Man because I think they had, if they didn't make more Spider-Man movies, they lost the rights to it. So they made more Spider-Man movies. I have a very weird question for y'all. I think Blair might be able to answer me. Uh, how often do y'all read the Spider-Man comic? I haven't. I used to. I started actually reading in late 2011 because I put them down for a while because. Well, actually, I, I wasn't really religiously reading comics, but then my friend or my former roommate was reading comics and it was around the one more day debacle and he was like everyone's really mad about this so then i started reading again around late 2011 and i got really into him and then i lost the job in 2019 so i just had to stop reading comics as it was too expensive so i haven't touched them in a while comics are surprisingly expensive yeah they are i don't read at all right now i only read comics when it's well when it's for the show (laughs) What about you, Bill? Yeah, I I said this on the show a number of times, but I don't read comic books. I think I've looked at 10 in my life. Um, I used to have friends in high school who used to hang out at the comic book store. So I used to hang out there because they they were cool and I thought I was cool. But I don't think I've ever purchased comic books. So the answer for me is no. All my knowledge of these things uh, comes from the movies. And and, and this one being, of course, the 2012 version. Uh, But yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, no, comic books aren't, were never my thing. So, hmm. I have a useless uh, in this conversation. That's fine. <laughs> I have a, a firm belief that this is based off the ultimate series, which was kind of a stepping stone for a lot of it. A lot of the stuff lore wise, I believe, does come from the ultimates with ultimates being the more modernization of comic stuff, because in the ultimates, if I can because gets compared a lot to this, mainly because in the ultimates, Pierce parents have more of a doing with Spider-Man in the beginning as much as anything else that happens throughout the series. I read, I haven't read ultimate Spider-Man in a while. I have all the trades. The only thing I really remember about his parents is they created the venom suit. Cause I, I know leading up, I guess we'll get into it, but like leading into the marketing of this movie, it was, I feel it was an era. And I, I, I was trying to find more examples where it was movies 
where it was, you'd think you know the story, but here's the real story, like Dracula Untold, where Mm -hmm. it's like, here's the real story about Dracula, and that was kind of like the initial teasers, and then the trailers were like, oh, I still don't know the history about my parents, and like, from what I know about the parents, or Peter Parker's parents in, like, the regular continuity is that most stories involving them are just trash. Like, they're either, (laughs) like robots or secret agents that just kind of completely torpedo like the relatability of Peter Parker as a character. Um, So for them to hinge so much upon this and I mean, the sequel just really doubles down on it It is like really strange. Okay. I mean, I haven't, I never read any ultimate Spider-Man or any of that. I don't read comics, unfortunately very much. Wait, but you have face. like you have a ton of them. Like you collect them. You're always talking I about. I read them. I just oh, buy them because they look cool on my wall. Oh, you just you just oh you, so you just hoard them. Oh, you collect them. Yes, okay, I hoard, hoard them. So you, well, I decorate. You collect them, but you don't read them. Okay. Yes, I, I I do actually own two runs of comics. I own the almost the entire run of X Factor or most of it for some. I don't even. I can't tell you why because there is no good reason. I just did it. And I own the almost the entire I think I have the entire run except like one issue of Invaders because it's a World War Two. Uh, it's 1960s, but it's like it's a story about Captain America fighting World War Two and it has tons of like Nazi stuff on the covers and them beating the shit out of Nazis. And I yeah, love yeah, those yeah, covers. That's a good. Cover. So I have a ton of I have that. I, so I bought the whole run because I'm like, this is awesome. I want to have a freaking a, a, a cover of Captain America punching a Nazi in the face like. I want that. So, 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 so let me get this quickly straight, real quick, because you are an enigma sometimes, um, <laughs> Mike Alberton. I, and that's really why is. I love you, and you're, you're that's why you're a good egg in almost all respects. Oh, I say all respects. You so that you say, oh, I have you know, you're talking to a comic book friend. You're like, oh yeah, I had the entire run of such and such. Oh, how'd you like it? Oh no, oh, I just <laughs> I, have well, it. I, just there. To be fair, I can't. I don't, I'm worried if I open some of those books, I might not be able to. You know, they might not sure. last. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So they're all but sealed and whatnot. I want to read it. I actually was looking okay. for it uh, digitally on websites and I didn't they didn't have it or I would have read it because I, I want to read it. But it's also That's like fair. I just I, I like covers. I mean, like I have uh, above me, I have the first appearance of Hawkeye where I'm 99 percent positive. I open that plastic. That book will crumble to pieces in front of me. So because it's from the 1960s and it's not in good condition, but. It's oh, yeah, I mean, never open something <laughs> like that. I mean, there's probably no. like a trade or reprint or a free yeah, comic is... book day issue of like reprint of like, here's the first appearance of Hawkeye. If you actually want to read this story, oh, it like, will never. Yeah, because it's missing staples. It's like it. Yeah, it's in shit condition, but it's mine. So there you go. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I just don't read a lot. They're not. I bought fair. entire runs with the idea I was going to read them and that never happened. <laughs> I've games I've bought I'll never ever play because time is an enemy of us all. So I, I totally get it. We all have that. Um, it was a, if I oh go ahead. Please. It was a thing. I don't really collect comics anymore, but it was kind of like my depression thing when I went through a really bad depression because my ex. I got into comics. I had to get into something that wasn't something I was already into, and that's where comics came. And then when I met my now wife, I kind of fell out of comics. So, yeah. It happens. It happens. Well, well no, I collect like video to, games again. Oh. That's I, I just want I just want to take a minute to talk about the film itself and kind of the you know how i like to talk about directors and actors sure. and dorky like that you know um, you know more actually, than i do about that stuff so i don't pay I, I, I listen i read it on the website mark webb as we mentioned directed this film uh it's it's a classic marvel move where they he directed 500 days of summer um that was his first that. feature film it's actually good i remember yeah, liking it I've quite a it. bit 
Yeah, I remember liking it. It was kind of one of those, not a rom-com, but had like an honest feel to it. It was pretty good. And it goes from there right to Amazing Spider-Man. Like, do not pass go. So one one successful movie that was well-received, and then he gets the reins to a Spider-Man movie. Uh, but he was mostly known for uh, music videos, which is hmm. very interesting. He did a lot of music videos for a lot of uh, punk bands of the day. He did a bunch for Green Day. Uh, he did a bunch for like MXPX. He did the Ocean Avenue video for Yellow Card. He's done probably over 60 or 70 music videos. So that's what he's kind of was known for before his feature film. And since, uh, I think his last one was in 2017. So it's very uh, it's interesting guy. He So he's a music video guy, you know? And I think that's another, it shows in some of the scenes and there's a, one in particular that is literally just a little music video in the middle of this <laughs> film. Which makes sense now. I kind of know that, uh, but it's interesting to see this guy kind of go from you know sensitive coming of age rom com to uh, a superhero movie that is also a bit of a coming of age uh, romantic, not like comedy, but um, has that kind of teenage feel to it. Um, but of course, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are the stars of this movie. Um, they look together. They are fine. They're good. They're both very oh. good actors and actresses. They're okay. They're good. Oh. They're good. I'll say good. I um, love the chemistry was... between them. I yeah, love the way too. they it's interact. Like the saving grace of this movie. Oh, it's—I don't know. I couldn't get past the fact that. Take a wild guess on how old Andrew Garfield was in this film. Thirty-five. Twenty-seven. Oh. He was twenty-damn seven. You guys get the difference on that. And Emma Stone yeah, was twenty-two. He's too old. And it always felt like to me that it were two people, especially when they're doing their giggly awkward <laughs> spinning around and doing nonsense like that shut up just talk it just felt very forced to me but these are two very good actors and actresses doing really good work so yeah i agree they're good but i just anytime they kind of connected or tried to be teenagery i it always felt a little short for me personally <sighs> okay that, a... i look forward to asking my question i have to ask every time we do a movie together so you know what's coming up later when we get there but okay <laughs> i know i know <laughs> There's a very funny SNL skit with like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone where they make fun of them kissing in the movie. And it's like the SNL skits like super dramatic and like super funny. And like they're like literally like chewing on each other's chins at one point. (laughs) That was for the Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's the one where like Chris Martin from Coldplay just casually strolls in. (laughs) I don't. The second one, I remember not liking it. It's been a while, but that's the one I remember being very upset with. Uh, there's a reason. So you, you're a big Star Trek guy, yeah? Yes. And you did. You, how was your feeling about uh, Star Trek Picard season two? I haven't watched any of Picard. Okay. So well, the so the Star Trek reboot uh, series was written by a duo. Um, I've been written and produced by a duo uh, Robert Orchi and Alex Kurtzman, uh, and they're hacks. They're absolute yeah, shame, hacks. Shame, shameless hacks. And indeed. they're the guys who were put in charge of like writing the Amazing Spider-Man 2. So if you want to know why it's terrible, it's Sony kind of pushing a like we're going to turn this one thing into a cinematic universe. Uh, well, this wasn't even supposed to be a trilogy. There was supposed to be four. They already had three like dates set for three and four. And wow. a Sinister Six spinoff directed by oh, yeah. Drew, Drew Goddard and like a Venom movie. And yeah, so they put Alex, these duo in charge of the sequel. And it's 
crazy watching this movie and thinking about the sequel because I haven't seen it in forever. And they almost don't feel like they're in the same universe. Hmm. Like that's, that's a cartoon and this is taken so seriously. Yeah, I mean that's what I like. Like I I like this movie a lot. Like even just the opening. Like I was so I, I hadn't watched this since I saw it in theaters and I hadn't seen it since theaters, I don't think, because none of it like I I remembered very little. But before we get to the, the Oh, I, I gotta do say the first thing you see in this movie is a title screen. And I laugh. Because <laughs> Marvel movies like, <laughs> yeah. MCU, they they hold off the title screen. Yeah. Which we, we, we talk about this way too much for some reason, but and so that amused me that it's right in the beginning. <laughs> There's good two. There's two issues I have with this movie. One we'll get into it probably towards the end, but the other one we'll get to it after a bit. But I didn't really care for the suit in this movie. What? I probably like my, suit. It's my probably one of my least favorite suits. It's the eyes. I don't like the eyes. Okay. Fair. I think I just really like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, so I can overlook so much in this movie too. I mean, I like this movie in general, but I just I, I really like him as Spider Man. Yeah, it's uh, Sony really did him dirty. Because people, like, I think after No Way Home, people were kind of, there was a sentiment where it's like, well, see, these movies were always good. And it's like, no, the first First one is fine. The second one is Batman and Robin levels are terrible. (laughs) And, (laughs) like, No Way Home just reminded you that Andrew Garfield was really good at this character who was giving really mediocre to bad material. Yeah. I agree with that. That's absolutely Mm -hmm. true. 100%. Yep. I mean, you can also tell that they're getting ready to set up like a lot more because the way this movie starts off where you have a child Peter, which I, I think is amusing. I mean, he's playing hide and seek with his parents, which reminded me of other movies we watched. And I just thought it was just funny too, because it's like, you know, like, you know, he, he's playing hide and seek and all of a sudden he, he's finds his broken office. And I also want to know where the hell are they living? I mean, cause they can't be in New York, right? If they're in New York, they're living in a fucking mansion. It looks like a New York style. I think Queens. Cause isn't that, as I think you see the bridge, yeah? Like, when they're leaving? I don't know your geography. I've never been to the United States. <laughs> Fair. It's a, yeah, it, it, I, I read it as Queens as well. Um, and okay, Queens so exists, what, but you could have a, a larger home like that. It's kind okay. of odd, but you, you could, yeah. Like, it's what, not out million? of the... 20 million? I have some obscene amount of... Okay. <laughs> I always ever because I know you lived in New York, Bill. So whenever I watch anything with New York, I'm like, I always think, huh, Bill can tell me how much that was or roughly. Like, what do you think? What was what was interesting about this, too? It didn't feel very New Yorky. It didn't have a lot of the flavor of New York, like unlike, you know, the newer Spider Spider Man movies where it's steeped in that. Like he's in Queens. He's going to bodegas. He's in it. Like all of that is just rich. And even like Spider-Verse is just rich with New York. And this film it just felt like setting because there's so much that's in a high school and it's going to be a high school in, you know, Kansas. It didn't feel it didn't have a feel of New York, except at least for the very end, which we will laugh about. Hopefully at length. Film. It was probably I mean, filmed I mean, in Georgia pretending to be. New yeah, York. exactly. <laughs> it filmed in Georgia like everything is. And so that was one of the things I kind of was missing as well. Again, as someone who lived in in New York for four years, it was uh, I kind of missed that. It's like, oh, man. And there's there's iconography, but you know, again, even even the main buildings, like the Oscorp building, you know, is is a pretend building. It's like, yeah, you know, put them in the Chrysler building or something. I don't know, make it, make it give it a little flavor. So with 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 the whole New York thing too, I think it's really funny. This is the last Spider-Man, technically anything I want to say, where he um he goes to a normal high school. Because a, a lot of the TV shows and even the newer Spider-Man, they're really hell bent on being this weird thing where it's like, oh, no, 
Peter goes to a school for gifted youngsters who sure. are really into science, which makes sense. But it's just really weird that like once Spider-Man kind of shifted over to Disney, like everything from the cartoons to the comics to the to the movies and the TV shows all have him going to just like, oh, he goes to the science school for gifted youngsters. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Spectacular Spider-Man came out in 2008, and I think he was in... Well, yeah, it was kind of a normal school, but I think it was like M-Cube, because it was like Manhattan Magnet something. Yeah, um, yeah. A magnet school is usually like a higher-end kind of... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was kind of something they started like with that, because like this kind of has like a little bit of vibes of that show. I mean, maybe it's like an aspirational thing where they want uh, like kids to watch it and realize, oh, you know, this character I love goes to this really cool science school. Maybe I should pursue, I don't know, force diagrams or whatever it is that people do in science. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Or or they just need an explanation to why he is so adept and can build web shooters in his room with parts acquired by by reasons. I guess the prop people put those parts in front of him and he built those web shooters. So maybe it's just maybe that's a reason to to have that where he can like make these things and design things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked in, <laughs> I liked in Spider Verse where where they actually get into like charter school politics. You know, very low key. I love God, that. I can't <laughs> well, watch I, any other Spider Man movie without thinking of that and think, yeah, but they did the best. Spider-Verse that's the, the thing best. from the Miles Morales comic too. Like in the first run, it's like he won a lottery to get into that school. Yeah, that's I'm a real thing. They, brought up yeah. into real thing and he yep. was like i don't want to go here <laughs> like i just want to go to like my regular ass high school you your parents yeah. put you in for the lottery and that really depend that really affects the course of your entire life <laughs> where you go yeah it's crazy the politics so with, behind that. with 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 the bring up of Miles morales uh they were setting up miles morales for this series i firmly believe because that double o symbol you see very very thoroughly throughout this movie is supposed to be on his spider. It's set up the way in the Ultimate series. And I believe the spider that bites Miles has a 13 on it. Oh. because yeah, like, I can't remember the number because it's in the game, too. Because in the very intro is when you have the whole thing of him seeing the, the double O for the first time, that his father was working on some project, and then you know he gets dropped off. So, okay, I didn't realize that was something to do with Miles also. I don't know much about Miles other than Spider-Verse. That's, That's like a pretty good introduction like that. It's not a one for one, but it's it's the gist of his origin of like there's another spider. It bites him. He like Peter Parker is Miles's Uncle Ben, where it's just mm-hmm. like I could have saved him if I just would have done something, which is kind of ruined in the comics now because they like killed the universe that Miles is in and just dumped him into our universe and like, brought his parents back to life. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong. Unfortunately, I read that comic. I know that you're talking about. They really don't know what to do with that character outside of an excellent PS4 or 5 game. I mean, that would have been cool. I mean, that I mean, it makes sense that they were trying to set up a lot more with this that we don't see, unfortunately, because all we get is just that little scene. With, and then, I mean, it, bring, it you know it comes up a lot more, the double O in this movie, but they don't do anything else with it. I mean, they just it just as a plot point. Go, oh, he's got the double O on his paperwork that I stole from him right, and right. should be thrown out of this building immediately. But hey. <laughs> in the year this movie comes out or came out rather and it's it's interesting to kind of look at it in the era that it came out because it's like a weird amalgamation of we're trying to be like the serious Christopher Nolan style storytelling but at the same time like Marvel is ramping up this like universe so we have to 
like pepper in like oh here's some future things that have happened even like the pointless post credit scene and they really double down with that on the second one um, yeah they do okay well I, I do want to mention like when you first see him in high school though like the way that one i was laughing because he's a creeper so that made me laugh i put i had to put that oh in my totally notes. yeah totally mm-hmm. weirdo with a camera please stop <laughs> and you start taking pictures, pictures like when i'm just like this weirdo. wouldn't fly in 2022 like <laughs> No, no, it certainly wouldn't. <laughs> He's just sitting there being a creeper, just taking pictures of her with a freaking, you know, regular like camera. Like you're, people are gonna know what you're doing, buddy. Like what? Why? Um, yeah, it's it, like they're they're trying to do the beats from the Raimi movie, but those were like kind of creepy. But there was something about just how Sam Raimi built his universe, where it's you're kind of like uncomfortable, but you're like, oh yeah, it's kind of cute, but it's also really. a different time. Yeah. True. I mean, true. even in 2012, I feel like we were getting people were more like acknowledging things that are that you shouldn't be doing. And this is one of them. <laughs> I don't know. It was just it was just weird. I mean, I just thought it was funny. I mean, I also I do like that little joke where this random girl comes up to him. And she's like, hey, I, I see you take pictures. And he's like, yeah. How about this day you take pictures? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, oh, my boyfriend's car. And he's like, no, <laughs> no, I, I like no. That. Yeah, it was it was cute. I I think a lot of my a lot of my issue with with Andrew Garfield in this mil- movie is his sh- constant sheepishness. He's constantly He's constantly doing that, and I understand that's part of the character because when you're 17 and you know kind of shy, that's what you do when 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 I guess like a pretty girl or a, somebody who you're attracted to is going, "Hi, how are you?" and <laughs> But it's just for some reason rubbed me the wrong way. And maybe it's just because I'm an adult and I'm like, that's not the way you do this. Please stop. Please feel good about yourself. Um, when you're when you're a 25, pretending to be a 17 year old. Yeah, I, I guess he's like channeling how he was when he was 17 and thinking, huh, I guess people didn't like me. Andrew Garfield, I guarantee you were pretty well liked in high school. I highly doubt you were one of the maligned, you know, band kids, you know. No offense to band kids. I was a band kid. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, I, I highly doubt you were getting um, the snoppy out of you by Flash. I, you know, probably not the beater, but, you know, all this is fine, though. This is all good set dressing. This is all establishing character. You know, uh, Peter Parker, he's very, he's, uh, he's a good guy. Uh, he, he's willing to take, uh, take a beating for somebody else. He's willing to stand up for what's right, you know, which is the inherent nature of Spider-Man without the, without the web shooters and everything else. Um, I don't too. Yeah, it's cool. And he's getting, you know, Flash, of course, is this stereotypical bully, you know, big jock bully. Uh, Fine. You know, I don't mind being, I don't mind this being painted in broad strokes. You want to get to the spidering. It doesn't happen for until like an hour in. Do we get any real spidering? I also like this version of Flash. I do want to do that. I do not like Yeah, I agree. I like the turn he takes too. I think it's, yeah, I like the turn he takes, you know, where Flash is just this one noted. You know, basically a walking punchline. So, well, that's not like that is. I wouldn't want to fight me neither. No, not like that. <laughs> like, in the I wouldn't movies. want to fight BDR from Magic Mike either. But, um, <laughs> uh, but the, what I what I really hate about like this movie is that the, and around this era, like Flash Thompson was Venom, and it was a really great series. And like, given how this character, like how they handle Flash in this, I could have saw him seeing him rather like in the sequel being like, well, I'm inspired by Spider-Man and like, I'm going to go to war, which is what kind of happens in the comics. He's like, I want to be a hero like Spider-Man. Then he loses his legs and gets the Venom symbiote and gets to be a hero. 
like I could have saw them doing that with that character, but then in the second one, it's just like now he's gone. Like I, I think he might be in the background somewhere in like the high school graduation scene. But like, yeah, I, I really like how his perk is handled in this. He was better than I thought it would be. Like I, because I remember him being an idiot, but like just the way they did it in this beginning stuff, and like as a turn in the movie goes on, I thought it was good too. Like I, I like that. I like that you see him wearing a Spider Man shirt later and being like, oh, you know, Spider Man's pretty cool. Yeah, his his turn is really good. I, I, I that's that's a bit of a highlight for me. And I also like the way like Gwen is in this, like especially when you first see Gwen, she comes up to him to break up the fight, and she's like, "Yeah, we got we got tutoring later." Like she makes it seem like she's gonna come over and hang out with him, but it's just she's gonna tutor him. And I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was neat because he's he she's clearly into him, you know, which is which is cool, right? It kind of circumvents. Be a lot creepier what he was doing. Well, yeah, so a lot creepier. <laughs> sure. Doesn't no 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 no. That's still creepy. That's a, the yeah, it's just she, like that. Yeah, that, that line between someone being, you know, a, the way that you feel about the person is what depends on them being a st- even though. What yeah, he's doing yeah. is kind of stalkerish, taking pictures of her without her permission. But and then yeah. like they kind of do it later on because like there's a joke where like Peter's in his room and he has a picture of Gwen on his computer, which is like something Uncle Ben brings up later. Yeah, and you I think you think it would be like it would be that picture, but it's like it's so much better because it's just like okay, I had to take a picture of like a yearbook photo and I just kind of like <laughs> positioned it so it's like her section, and that's so much better than just like creeper you know, photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm glad they didn't go with creeper photos that he just had it, you know, a yearbook picture that he brought. Yeah, he took or something of that nature. It was so much better. There's a weird thing about Andrew Garfield in this movie because he's he's not very much a typical nerd. And a lot of people like to say that, like, Tobey Maguire makes a good Peter Parker, but Andrew Garfield makes a better Spider-Man. That's interesting. It's it's just a nerd. of. I think the nerd is not like the stereotypical, like pocket protector glasses like i think it's more of like the like on the fringes and unable to relate which Mm -hmm. i think he does well like it's just because i think if you had like like that in this movie it would just be like a cartoon which is kind of what the sequel is (laughs) like if he was just there and he's like "Eh, how's it going when or whatever and you just kind of have like that 60s spider-man which is great for that era but like here it's just like you know like i lived in this really small town of like two thousand people and like i have like a corn shirt in grade nine and people thought i worshiped the devil so like this is kind (laughs) of like the fringes that i'm getting sure so i kind of understood what they were doing Mm -hmm. yeah it makes sense and again i just want to want to just kind of nail down the fact that again both of these actors are are doing really good work and they're at the top of their game in this movie uh, Andrew Garfield's coming off of The Social Network, which was, of course, a celebrated movie, and he's fantastic in it. <laughs> and he's, I mean, as uh, yeah, I think he's fantastic in it. You know, he whatever is. you feel about, you know, Jesse Eisenberg is up to your opinion. I think it's a very good movie. <laughs> and then and Emma Stone is coming off of Easy A, which is another one that's really great. So, you know, she's doing Birdman in a few few years. Like, these are actors <laughs> and actresses who are just at the top of their game, and they're they're doing great work. They really are. No, I was just thinking about, like, even in the beginning when you first see, like, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield talking in class, like, I like where she's like, what's your name? He's like, you want to know my, you don't know my name? So it's like, I know your name. I want to know if you know your name. Like, I, I yeah. like the little interaction with each other. I, I love the way they interact with each other in this movie. I just really, I, I, I forgot how much I enjoy, like, they, to me, they really make, I mean, it's also sad that, like, you know, anyone, like, you know, Spider-Man, even this movie came out, you know, Gwen's not going to make it. Right. Because so, you know where it goes eventually. <laughs> I feel like I knew they were going to kill Gwen at some point. 
Well, that was the second one, right? Yeah. Yeah, There's well, obviously not real. Obviously not the first one. I just watched it two days ago. That's silly goose I am. <laughs> I, I I will I will soften my stance on their interactions by this. I like the way Gwen reacts to Peter. I don't like the way he reacts back. And I think that's I think because she's she is doing really good work. She's and I his again all shucks guffawing, you know, <laughs> nervousness is I don't know, just off putting to me. I mean, because again, I'm a, a 40-year-old man. And I think back to it too, I guess, but I don't know. I was a super awkward high schooler teenager when it came to women or girls or however you want to put it. Like I I was super I was that guy. Yeah, me too. I I totally get it. So mm-hmm. I, I I can I can so I can I wasn't popular. Like I had I had people thought I was I remember people thought I was gay for the longest time because I hung out with my one friend all the time. I found it amusing later. I was like, this is funny. Because I didn't talk to women, I was terrified. Of, I was really nervous to talk to talk to women, so I just didn't talk to women. So people, you know, it was it was just a different time. Like I high school is just weird. High school sucks. <laughs> high school sucks. I mean, it's just yeah. a disaster. I mean, I think when I was when I was in high school, I was again a band kid, and I was in drumline, so there was a whole different social strata there. So I was all about music and band, and I I went the other direction. I was over the top, make people laugh and make people like giggle and such. So like. You know, the, the jocks and such never really messed with me because I can make them laugh. And uh, I was just a ham for attention. Huh, podcaster. <laughs> worked out. And uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I guess I never had that thing. I just didn't care about about like girls and such. That was never really in my orbit. Oh, I did. Like, I didn't. I just, I just didn't. I just I don't know. I was just too shy for a long time. And then the first girl I met was online. So I got nothing. That makes sense to why, you you know, I mean, because, again, it is the way that they the way that he talks, especially early in this movie, is very like it takes him a while to really get his confidence. Like, I think that also was to kind of build up how much when he does get bit by the spider a little bit later and how that changes everything by him having the interaction and getting the powers. Like you see his confidence grow with the way he talks to Gwen Stacy, where it's so bad at first and he's so nervous. But as he becomes, you know, to become Spider-Man, he's not he's way better at it. That could that could be kind of what they were going for too. That's fair. You know who, I was just kind of thinking about that. There's a lot of that in the, in the. You know who has a really good relationship dynamic in this movie? Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Fantastic. Yeah. So good. They're both doing good work too. Martin Sheen and Sally Fields. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, I want to hear part of the movie. I don't know yeah. if it's the second one, but I remember Sally feel like in hindsight she was like, "Man, I hated working on these things." <laughs> the second one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, she was like, I was uh, so miserable. Like, I don't even know what's going on. They work good together. Like, I, I do agree they had good chemistry. Like, I mean, you get you get a decent amount of Uncle Ben. I feel you get enough Uncle Ben in this. I mean, anyone who knows Spider Man, like, you know where this is going. Yeah, I agree with that. He's a good moral compass, and just enough. He's he's just enough in there to kind of steer. Yeah, it could be that moral compass, and also that that um, warning light for Peter. You know, being genuinely concerned, like, what's going on, like. You've done a 180, coming home late, face battered constantly, you know, forgetting the eggs. Like, all that stuff is, <laughs> is, is someone, as a, as a dad figure, father figure, trying to keep a teenager on the on kind of like the right path. When you know teenagers, you want to do anything other than like what you say. So, yeah. And I, I really like the moment where he's just like he's in his room and um, – they have a little conversation. He's like, yeah, like you're a pretty cool dad. And I was like, no, oh, you are. This yeah. is so cute. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. plus you do inter- they do inter- they put a lot of stuff with like when he's finding out about his dad, like when you find like finding the briefcase and like they do a lot of that little like 
having him be like, you're not my real dad type thing. And, you know, him dealing with what happened with his parents, how they're, you know, they're, they're dead and they're missing and how they were doing experiments and stuff like they, they get into that a little bit in this, but I thought it worked well too, like them setting up a, a much bigger, you know, story. Mm-hmm. I, I do got to say like him sneaking into Oscorp. Like I find that funny. I'm pretty sure there would have been pictures on those intern IDs. Yeah. Just pick your name. Well, find your name. Well, I'll be, I'll be Johnson. Oh, we'll never know. Boy. I, every time I watch this movie, because I mean, the whole like kind of theme of the movie is like finding yourself. And then he goes to the receptionist and it's like, oh, go find yourself. And then she has a line where she's like, are you having trouble finding yourself? And I was like, oh, my God, like this can be more on the nose if they wanted it to be. <laughs> it, it was so on the nose, like the cartilage broke. That yeah. is how <laughs> no, on the nose that thing was. Yeah, totally agree. They bring that a lot, a lot up throughout this entire movie, too. Of the who, who do you know who you are? That you're supposed to know who you are. I guess it like was, self-discovery kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I can. I never really thought about that, but I can really see that being a theme in this movie. I didn't put it together, but yeah. I mean, that's kind of what this movie's about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was just so funny how he sneaks in and you know he just grabs somebody and then that you hear, then you see the other guy be like, I'm Ricardo. I'm like, I'm him. Like, just, and they just take him out. Like, you think they would at least like maybe try to figure it out, not just cart him out the door. Yeah, every time I see that, it haunts me because I'm just thinking, like, man, he really ruined that kid's life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. The guy had an internship, and every, I mean, and you just you just took the guy and you got you got kicked out of the building. Now he probably can't even work there anymore. This, this so. is also my my weirdness coming out. I really really like Andrew Garfield in glasses. <laughs> he looks yeah, I think that. glasses. But those are aren't those his dad's glasses? Oh yes. right, they do establish because he does take his contacts out. So yeah. they established that like him and his dad have the same prescription at the same age or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking I the same thing because I well I think all four of us wear glasses. I'm like that's not how glasses work, buddy. Well, you you can take the lenses out. It I wouldn't. It'd be weird, but you could totally be like these are my dad's glasses. Can you guys cut me out lenses that fit into them? And they'll some some nice optometrist was like, oh yeah, I'll totally do that for you. Oh, they'll do it. Yeah, you can bring your frames in and get. I've done. I've done it with uh, old frames. Got like sunglasses put in. You know, like just sunglass lenses. Yeah, you can. It's actually a thing. You can just. Oh, okay. do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That Don't throw away old frames if your eyes deteriorate as we get older and older, marching towards our demise. Hold on to them. You can just use those frames and continue. Yeah. No, I, I, I get new frames. I break my frames though after a while. Damn. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> like I. I I like these glasses that I'm wearing right now. My head, the screw came out, and I had to go buy new, go get a new screw and put it together back together. So, I'll tell you a very, very, very quick story, as quick as I can possibly tell it. I'm not good at that. I, I had these like glasses with uh, like these sunglasses doing that exact thing, got like lenses put in, and I put them in like the what you call like the glasses compartment in like the roof of the car, you know, because that's when I generally need them. I kind of forgot about them for a year and a half. One day I pop it open and they had melted. In the Texas oh. heat. Like they literally had melted into like this weird conflagration. It was all bent. It's like, oh man, that's Texas for you. So, yeah, remind me never to live in Texas. More and more reasons why. No, it's just, it's, it's like there's a, a wide, I hate the a heat. wide array. I hate the heat. Just like I want to go to Alaska because it's cold, <laughs> but my wife won't. It's not going to be going with me to go to Alaska. So that's not happening. But so I, I just hate heat. I'm, I'm a cold guy. I need to be Mike cold. Al- Mike Alberton broadcasting here from Genoa, Alaska. Uh, <laughs> hey, my job's remote now. I'm like, hey, I'll just go work. It's okay, Mike. I too also wish to move to Alaska, but my husband says the vampires will get us, so that's no go. 
No, <laughs> that'll happen. That's, you gotta dodge those guys. Oh, three days a night. So he meets um, Connors, right? Is that's kind of yes. we're at this point where uh, I I really found it very interesting and not quite realistic that Gwen <laughs> Stacy just happens to be like the lead intern. Is that what she says? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lead intern that's going to lead twenty five kids her age throughout this laboratory and have the power to remove them. Oh, no. Hey, that, it's only that a very me. secured facility working on the T-Virus or something of that sure. nature. Hey, <laughs> I'm sure there's some statue somewhere in the building to get into the special facility. You got to have the jewels. Okay. I'm sure. I, that, that one really struck me as like, really? Yeah. I don't know. Like, you probably could have done this without Gwen Stacy. I don't think you needed that character in this, but we hadn't seen her in a while, I guess. Uh, but um, there's very a movie of, thing. There's a lot of things in this movie where it seems like we're going to put someone here to have like a, a payoff later, but it's really stretching it. Like, <laughs> like when Peter gets into the lab and they're just walking around, he's like, Oh, here's everything. And it's like, Oh, there's a vaccine machine. And you're like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's going to be in the finale. Like you just sure. Like the only reason why you're pointing this out is because it's going to play a role in the finale. And boy, what a time when you're watching this movie and it's like, why would anyone want to opt out of a vaccine? I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Connor, yeah, Connor is played by, I'm not going to pronounce this name right, Rice Iffens. Is that good? Rice Iffens, perhaps? Most I, people know him as like a tertiary character from Notting Hill. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Notting Hill. It's very funny. He was in a Welsh rock band called Peth and the Super Furry Animals. So take that with you today as you just go about your day. There's a band out there called Peth and the Super Funny Animals. I know this guy from Elementary, the Sherlock Holmes-ish. That's Sherlock Holmes. It's uh, the TV series. They had like seven or six or seven uh, seasons. He plays Mycroft Holmes, which is Sherlock's brother. He's really, really good in it. And Elementary is my wife and I's. It's our comfort show. If we're at home and like nothing to watch. I'll throw on elementary. All right, fine. So we've probably seen them all. Oh, yeah, it's on Hulu. Okay, I might have to start that because I need a new show. It's good. I'm a big fan. So uh, it takes a really interesting um, take on the classic Sherlock Holmes Watson character. Uh, Lucy Liu playing Watson, which is really good. And it's uh, me and and Tiffany a new show. Yeah, and I think Tommy Lee Miller. Is that right? The guy uh, from Hackers, the main hacker in Hackers. He plays Sherlock and he's awesome. So we're fans. It's our cheesy thing. That in Star Trek Discovery, because that's cheesy and dumb and fun. And why not? Who cares? It's not Star Trek. It's just Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. I do like Connors. I like Connors in this. I, I was happy that they did that they did the lizard as the villain. Because I mean, well, again, I know comics. I knew who it was immediately, but I'm glad that they he's a good I think he's a good villain for this to do something different. And like it was a good way to give that relationship with Peter. But like, I mean, again, one thing I thought so I think it's funny when like, he says, like, oh, the decay theory, or he says something, the guy's like you're right. <laughs> and this kind of looks at him like, what the fuck is up with this intern that, you know, snuck in my building with the wrong name that I'll find out later. And like when he goes, okay, I do have a, I do have a bone to pick. Like he gets in the secured lab with the spiders way too damn easy. Cause he just watched a guy put in the coat and then puts in the same coat. Yeah, and gets it's in. so yeah. Again, movies got I, a movie as we've said a hundred times. Yeah, I know. But like, you think they would have had more secure, like, okay, you got to swipe your bad, then put in your code, not just put in a code. Like that doesn't seem correct to me. It, it's almost as if we shouldn't have this highly specific wonky ass like <laughs> angry angry birds touch screen to <laughs> to get into our facility where you can obviously see the man put it in 
as opposed to where if you saw like if you saw him put in a number, it'd be really hard to guess because it was done really quickly. Or if the guy had just kind of given it like a poker hand and like hit it as he was making his little um, his little 3DS swipe in, you know, um, <laughs> crap. What is it? Dawn of Sorrow, Castlevania, as he was doing that thing. If as he was doing his stylus swipe, just kind of cover it a little bit. Movie over. Done. Go home. 30 minutes. Yay. But no, he just does it in the open, casual glance over his shoulder. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of strange. But again, it's a movie <laughs> thing. But like, you think there'd be alarms or something? Like, he just goes in the spider thing. And why would he go in the spider thing? Like, if I see a bunch of spiders, I ain't going to go in there. Well, no. it's because he he runs into him and he drops the briefcase and has oh, like yeah. the, the, oh, the, is it the Ouroboros? No. No, or the, 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 the below symbol. So, like, yeah. he follows him, and he's just, like, kind of cagely looking around. So it's like, oh, if that guy knows something, that's probably in here. And then there was just, like... Something that I do like about this movie is that they kind of introduce things without belaboring them too much. Like, when Peter Parker, or when Peter's at his house, and he just has, like, the little uh, homemade door unlock machine... It's just like, oh, he's good with gadgets without having like a stupid exposition thing being like, hey, Peter, you're really good at science. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. like in that room, it's just like, oh, here's the Oscorp like tensile cable. And it's like, oh, OK, well, that's kind of where the web shooters are going to come later on. Yeah. yeah. And I'll... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Joe. They do a good oh, job okay. of showing that. Well, yeah, I was going to say, too, he he also prove it whenever he's he's downstairs with Uncle Ben. He's the one that fixes whatever's pumping the water out of the, mm-hmm. out yeah. of the basement. It's very efficient. You're right. There's not a lot of useless exposition here. And I kind of I think I would credit that to the director and um, his music video you know, work and his TV work because you have to be efficient. Like if you're telling music video stories, you ain't got time to like exposit lots of stuff. So so yeah, I, that's you're 100 percent right. He's really adept at um, showing these things naturally through just the actions of the character. Yeah, I agree. I I rewatched this movie and I think I decided I have one major issue that I have with this movie. What's that? So comparing it to the original Spider-Man, whenever Peter gets bit, he gets bit by very specific spider. And that's really kind of is what the crux of most of the Spider-Man series is, because kind of like in the Ultimates and the other series, too, at some point, Osborne knows that this spider bit Spider-Man. He doesn't know who Spider-Man is, but he knows that that's how he got his powers. And the reason of reason of being is he can't replicate the, the same spider that bit Spider-Man. And so that's why kind of like where, that's where Morales Morales comes in and why he has different powers because he was trying to make a better spider, but he really couldn't do it. But in this, you have a room full of probably the exact same spider. So what keeps like, what? how many people probably work on this project? Like 30 people from becoming Spider-Man? Well, that's something they answer in a really stupid way in the sequel, which, I mean, <laughs> it, like... <laughs> Oh, boy, because in Amazing Spider-Man 2, where he finds his dad's magic subway token, which he puts in the subway (laughs) and then his magic subway lab comes up and he has a real quick time video recorded from 2002 that still works, that the spiders are specifically like genetically encoded to like his DNA. So he's the only one who can become Spider-Man. That's not a real thing. You made that that up. real that is no. what happens in the sequel. What is going on? <sighs> I think it's been a while, which is like kind of contradictory to like when you think of like Into the Spider Verse, where the whole theme is like 
anyone can wear the mask. Anyone can be Spider-Man. But in this universe, it's literally Peter Parker is the only one who can be Spider-Man. Which is entirely counteractive to the point of the lab, which is to give everybody the opportunity to regenerate limbs and heal themselves through animal things. That is by far the stupidest thing I will hear today. <laughs> I think that I think so he is sad. right. Though. I think that is in the sequel. I can't even believe it. And was the video playing like on real player? <laughs> is that what we were using? Or quick time? Well, I mean, just watch it. Just like go on YouTube anywhere, find the opening to the Amazing Spider-Man Two, and you can see why you can check out near immediately. I, um, I, it's just I can't handle the cringe. I don't think I love a good cringe. I don't know if I need that today. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. But anyway, <laughs> that's 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 really good and, then, like, and bad to know. Him getting bit by the spider, like it doesn't even. I don't think it even happens there. I think it's like the spider gets on him and he leaves that lab, and then the spider bites him at some random point. And yeah, because like, give me the badge. <laughs> And then, like, it bites him. But then it's weird because later on, like, the spider bites him, but the web is attached to his neck and the spider's yeah. dangling from it, which I found yeah. weird. That's not how that works. that I know a lot about spiders. I know enough that they don't bite you and infect you with a, put a web inside you and then hang off. Yeah. That's not, the Those. web, the, their, the web comes out of their ass. They bite you with their mouth. And I, unless people don't know how anatomy works, even with bugs, like it's not the same. It's not, that's not how that works. They don't bite you and infect you with a web. Like, no, don't. Okay. <laughs> Webs don't come out of their faces. That's not no. how that works. By the way, when he's doing his searching around on, um, on the computer, was he on Bing? Yes. Like yes. early, early ass Bing. Okay. Yeah. I didn't miss that. <laughs> All right, I didn't. I didn't have a, a slight, you know, slight seizure and and see Bing instead of, which was always cute. I like seeing old technology and those old phones too, like the old touchscreens, like those really small <laughs> faux touchscreens. Well, that's what I, I love about watching a Sony production because you can just yes. see everyone has an Ericsson phone and everyone has a Vio laptop. Yeah, and yeah. In like Amazing Spider-Man Two. There's like a big ad for Blu-ray discs somewhere in the yep. background. And it never stops in Spider-Verse. You know, Miles Morales opens up the show wearing giant Sony headphones. And I just like, yep, you guys are shameless. No, no, no <laughs> problems about that. So I had a good I had a good giggle at that. And I always laughed when I saw those oldie time cell phones. It's like, ah, oh, that's cute. Yeah, whenever uh, it's, it's like super obvious, too, because it's in the shot the whole time. Whenever Dr. Connors gives his whole everyone will be lizard speech. It's on a Sony computer laptop. Sort of bio. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, I get it, but hey, listen, you know what? You you got a brand. Brand yeah. you know what? We're corporations your got movie. a yeah, corporations got a corporation. So <laughs> just do you do it, do what you gotta yeah. do. So what did so, you do? Yeah, we get to the next part where he got bit by the spider, he's on the subway and he's napping on the subway. I don't know enough about New York, but that that seemed like a bad idea to probably nap on a subway. I've seen people do it. It's not okay. a good idea. I mean, i I've seen people if it's a, a not a very crowded train late at night kind of catching a Z, especially if it's a long ride. And if he's going back to Queens, that's a be a 20 minute ride from wherever he's at. And that looks like he was like midtown ish. So yeah, it's like a 25, 20 minute subway ride. So I could see him catching a Z. That's not too out outside the okay. realm. And they, they, don't not they, they don't establish like in the first spider in like in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, like it's kind of like, like rewriting his genetics. So maybe he's not like asleep. He just like is, changing i don't i don't know if there's any visual cues to si signify that here though no just him freaking out and 
all of a sudden, as my wife put it, how does he know Kung Fu? Or not, she didn't say Kung Fu, but she's like, how <laughs> yeah. does he know how to do this stuff? I'm like, he went, he jacked in the Matrix and got Kung Fu unloaded to him. That's what I said to her. Yeah. She didn't get, she'd never seen Matrix, so she didn't well, understand it's all very, that. like, reactionary. It's not very elegant. It's kind of just like, like his spider sense kind of just kicking in and just like, he's just, no, like, kicks the guys and things like that. So my thing is, like, is it that easy to get a beer on a New York subway? Was it a beer? I guess it was a beer. Um, I mean, no, you shouldn't. I mean, I mean, there's nobody stopping you there on, on your way in. So I guess you could if you were just, you know, brown bagging. I mean, when I played hockey in the um, in, in New York, we were brown bagging constantly and the cops were really cool about it. So yeah, I guess you could. I mean, I, I wouldn't walk around with like a beer bottle just flailing about like, hey, and put it on his nose. Yeah, so he puts um, it on his head, and he gets up and knocks it on the girl, and she's like, oh, I'm going to smell like beer all day now. Yeah, or oh, that's right. She does say that. You're right. Yeah, I get late at night. You probably could. No one's going to bother you. There's nothing stopping you. So Okay. But also, like, get, they freak out. Like, like, they get so pissed that he spills beer on this girl, and then he takes off her, then he takes off her shirt by accident. Like, they get so mad at him. It's like, you guys put the beer on his head. Like, you started this whole thing. And yeah. they freak out <laughs> and he beats the shit out of them by accident. And yeah. it's just like, oh, and this is where you get, you get to see the spider sense or the Peter Tingle as it's unfortunately called in other mm-hmm. movies. But I, I like the spider sense. I really like him just reacting and, and doing stupid shit and being stuck to everything and just beating the shit out of these idiots by accident. I really, really like this. Like, yeah, I thought it was just so good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite tropes of Spider-Man in every movie is Peter Parker not knowing what to do with his powers not understanding how they work and just kind of the comedy that comes from, you know, him just not knowing what he's doing. And I Blair is hundred percent, right. All of his fighting is just self-defense, you know, just really pushing people out the way and ripping a woman's blouse off in a very comic book kind of way, which was very silly. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I enjoyed it. It was really, uh, it was really neat and clinging to the ceiling and <laughs> just again, trying to figure this thing out as he's defending himself from these uh, goons bothering him. I was taking his nap. <laughs> It's just, it was just so stupid. It's like, why are you getting mad that the guy you're trying to fuck with started fucking <laughs> with you back? Like, come on now. Maybe you should have not fucked with him. Like, just let him sleep. I, I could, you could probably explain it. He was, you had some beers in him, probably feeling himself, you know, and uh, yeah, thought he'd take on this, this kid. I've never done, I've been, I've been drunk. I've been high. I've never done dumb shit. I just play video games, but maybe that's just, you know, I'm different. Oh, oh really? There's a lot of well, dumb people. <laughs> <laughs> well, not drunk. Really? I've never done anything drunk, but fall asleep. Oh, I, boy, really drunk, I, could I, tell you, I could tell you stories of things I've done drunk. Not a lot of them really not good. So, <laughs> hey, yeah, your brain shuts off a little bit when you're when you've yeah. had, you know, two, three or ten. So that's how that works. I just get tired. But, yeah. like, I was doing shots of whiskey this week and I, I just wanted to go to sleep, which I did. So and watch. Well, I'll, I will say this. I was never an angry drunk at all. I that's was good. a very jovial drunk. But then I would just do stupid things whilst being a jovial drunk. So. <laughs> okay and then i do like these little scenes like when you have him when he gets back to the house and he takes all the food and he takes the frozen macaroni and cheese and, and he's like i'm hungry <laughs> and then the whole the little meatloaf joke like i i like all that i think that added good substance for the characters and yeah again this could just be a regular teenager i mean you're just hungry as hell because you're you know your body's growing see they think he's high and full offense i've also done that when i was high to the fact to where I got in trouble because my grandparents found that I had eaten half a block of cheese. <laughs> now, now you may ask, what do you mean you ate half a block of cheese? Like you snapped in half? No, there were my actual teeth marks in the block oh. of cheese that I threw back into the fridge. 
I thought you said you're getting, you know, took a knife, cut it in half, you know, cut them up for yourself, got some wheat thins. I have a box of wheat thins next to me, by the way, completely unrelated. I was like, huh, wheat thins. Look at them, empty. Thanks, hon. Thanks, James. Empty wheat thins. Just thanks for that. So that's, but you just, you just took facefuls of, of cheese. That's amazing. I love that story. So yeah. I know he is out of it, but he takes a macaroni and cheese, but he doesn't microwave it. He just brings it upstairs. Yeah, I mean, right? will defrost, right? It'll taste terrible, but it'll defrost. Who, free- who freezes macaroni and cheese? It was a TV dinner, I think. Oh, yeah, it was a okay. Stoper's macaroni. Yeah. Oh, OK, OK. I kind of want one now tonight. <laughs> Go for some meatloaf. I can't. I don't <laughs> like meatloaf. Actually, my my this is why are we talking about this? My wife's got all the makings for her meatloaf in the fridge. I hope she does it tonight. <laughs> her leaf meatloaf's legit. She does like uh, whatever three types of meat. I don't know. It's awesome. I don't. My wife doesn't make meatloaf. I don't make meatloaf. My mother used to, and it was okay. But I just never been a big fan of meatloaf. My mom. Oh, my poor mom. Her meatloaf was not good. <laughs> I do like that line. He's like, he must be. You know, something must be wrong. He's eating your meatloaf. She's like, you don't like my. He's like, nobody likes your meatloaf. He's like, but I've been making it for you for thirty-seven years. <laughs> such a such an such an old couple relation. Yeah. I love that little beat. It was great. Oh, and then watching him the next morning, like breaking the bathroom, I thought that was hilarious. The alarm clock gets me every time when he, when just, he just like, smacks it, just breaks it. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Like I thought it was a good introduction to his powers, where he's trying to figure out that he has powers and just breaking everything. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, like I love when he's just on the computer and he's like googling spider bites, and you just see like the random letters, and it just like kind of looks at his fingers, and then it's just like all the keyboards or all the keys are on it. <laughs> they they do a good. I mean, I I like all that. I like that his powers, like he can stick to it. It's just a, it's just part of him. Like they they do a very good job in this movie of showing that, and I was I was very impressed by that. I thought that was good, and and I'm, and I'm also glad that he doesn't. His web shooters don't just come out of his wrist. He makes his web shooters. I like that a lot, too. That doesn't happen yet, but I like that fact. I don't understand how he's able to just order parts online and make it, but hey, whatever. Yeah, doesn't... It, it, I feel like it's either a fever dream or it's like... I feel like I think it's a cut scene that I've seen before, but there's like a weird thing where it's describing like, oh, yeah, we can use like the uh, the webbing that they're making in Oscorp and you can like pull a whole airplane with it. And it's just really weird to see him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll just go to the Oscorp website and just buy me a case of this shit. And they won't ask me any questions. Yeah, that that's the part that I don't like, because I think it's supposed to be like, you know, I think in the comics he builds it. He like he makes it chemical stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like that he built his shooters. But the fact that he that he bought this tinsel, I kind of like, eh, but yeah, whatever. It's whatever. It's because Oscorp had to play a big part in this movie, too, because they were setting up for those big sequels. We never got. Yep. 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 <laughs> Uh, and then, like, the this is where you have him at the school again, where you have him with Flash. I think this is also a good scene. That, I mean, I think this also really shows him how much he's growing as a person. Like, how or not, maybe not growing person is the right word, but how, how much more confident he is now that he has the spider powers. Like, you can see the confidence just changing him, where he's just fucking with Flash and hiding the ball from him, and then, just, and then breaks the freaking, you know, basketball net and everything, and then they get all mad at him for breaking it. <laughs> Yeah, they have the show like the irresponsible, like cockiness, where yeah. it's just like, well, I can do whatever I want now. Like, I'm not, I don't have to take like these punches anymore, take these licks. I think it's good though, but it also kind of like, you know, it's them showing with great power comes great responsibility without saying that line again and without having those same moments. Like, they, they kind of were trying to show that. And I thought this, I like this better, I think, than him fighting Macho Man Randy Savage. I like this idea. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really good fight. 
Yeah, oh, it's a good movie. Uh, oh, chef's kiss. <laughs> R.I.P. Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, just, I, I really like all that. I I do think it's kind of silly that if they get mad because it's like you you destroyed like a basketball hoop, which tends to happen. And you could probably blame it on like weird, gross teenage hormones that he did it. But like, I feel like you probably could have gotten the same effect if you had it to where it's like, Peter, whenever you like, like, because he pushes Flash to get to the fucking basketball hoop, it would have made maybe a little more sense if it was like, oh, when you push Flash, you completely dislocate his fucking shoulder. And that, <laughs> that probably would have had a little more weight. Yeah, but he humiliated the boy. He humiliated him. There's weird escalation in this movie where it's like, I just don't quite buy it. We're going to get it when they do the because uh, when I rewatch it, kind of the Uncle Ben moment where I was like, I don't I don't buy this, uh, but we'll get there. Yeah. And I think the, I, I do. I think it's interesting with with the, this flash moment in the basketball court where it, it's showing him overcorrecting. Right. Like, like you like you guys said, you know, he's got these new powers. He doesn't have to take this take this shit anymore he just can <laughs> he, he doesn't have to take it anymore so now he's just gonna be a mean jerk he's gonna become flash like that's that's kind of the trajectory he's on because yes you could probably beat him in basketball and show him up in front of his friends uh show him up fr- show him up in front of the basketball team but do you have to humiliate him and that's kind of where uncle ben steps in and says oh you just do you feel good about that right do you feel good about yourself and humiliate a kid like did, did that work for you? Because that's not who you who you are. So it's a very Same interesting. Time. I liked it. It was it was it, I like it was fun to watch this jerk get you know beat at his own game by the kid that he was uh, bullying. But there's also a sense of this is she, he's really <laughs> pulling the screws into him. I don't know if this is kind of the right spot for him. So it was really great. I very well done. I liked it. And that's when you have the whole scene. I know that girl. He got you under his computer. <laughs> So good. I love that. That's such a dad thing too. I was, it is. You know, I have yeah. kids. Yeah, you know, my my son is six, and my my daughter is you know one one and a half or so. And I can't wait. I can't wait to humiliate them with some sort of dumb dad joke in front of their friends. They roll their eyes and go, "Dad," and I will laugh hysterically in my own brain. I cannot wait. That is a priceless dad thing that I am looking forward to. <laughs> That way, in like twenty years after, like, remember when I when I, I I called you sweetie pumpkin in front of your yeah dad? That was the worst, and you can have that moment. I, I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is also when you have finally he asked Gwen out. I, I like the way that this goes too. Like he's asking her out, and he just he's kind of bumbling. Like they don't actually say it. He's like, all right, you know, like I like all that. I thought that was. I'm I'm thinking to myself maybe you should ask for her number. But either way, I mean that's just me being me. But I thought it was just it, it was so cute, and it was just. I just I just really love the way both of them are in this movie. I'm going to say that over and over again. I love their chemistry. I'll agree. Oh, yeah. I love the way they I'll, I'll back you up on that. Thank <laughs> you. I also really in, like Emma Stone. So that's in, in, in purpose. Intolerable blabber, blathering. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't watch these two mush mouth mumble at each other like it's a mumblecore film. I oh, I don't okay. know. I, I, I totally respect it. You're probably right. You guys are probably on the right side of this. But for me, I just, it's hard to watch, and I don't want to watch it. And that's just a personal thing. That's not an objective criticism. That's just me not wanting to watch a 27-year-old and a 22-year-old babble like like they're 17. And yeah, I, I mean, like, he is a little I, old for this. But I love the Raimi movies, but like something that 
I mean, there's very few things that I'll give these movies above those. And one thing is that, like, Mary Jane is such a flat character. Like, Kirsten Dunst has mm-hmm. nothing to work with other than, like, Scream. Yeah. Yeah. And Emma Stone is, like, such a better, well-written character. I I think they finally broke the mold with the with the new trilogy between, like, yes. uh, Zendaya and Tom Holland. Which also has, like, a reverse of this, too. Because you have the weird thing where you're looking at Andrew Garfield and you're like, oh, that dude's totally like 25, 27. Because there's times where I'm watching this movie and he's just he has a he has a kind of a blockhead. And then and then you watch Sorry. like the Tom Yeah, and then you watch the Tom Holland movies and it's like, wait, that dude's like 30? Yeah, Tom Holland's like 30. He's and he's just a baby face guy. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he looks- has like the Dane DeHaan disease where he's like a grown man who looks like a child. <laughs> and, and that's the yeah. thing about like because like the uncharted movie came out earlier this year and they kind of bring it up in the pitch meeting where it's like they have a flashback to him being 10 and then they flash forward to him being like in a bar and it's just like oh no these people are only like five years apart in age <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way that 16 year old is allowed to work in that bar in new york it's it's yeah I think it's I see I prefer the way uh, the film treat uh, the the newest trilogy treats that kind of awkwardness because it's not overdone it's more it's a much more subtle awkwardness that comes and goes and it kind of picks its spots but just watching two people sit there for thirty seconds yammering at each other with with sheepish glances I don't know it just <laughs> it just goes on too much too long like Thor Ragnarok everything goes on too long yeah anyway I. Yeah, I think Andrew Garfield, at least like he is old, but he like in the sequel, he's like he looks like a grown ass man. But in this one, I kind of believe his age because he does have a youthfulness about him where I just like mm-hmm. ah, it, it doesn't bother me. But in the sequel, he's okay. like, oh, I've got to go to high school graduation. It's like not nah, college graduation. Yeah, <laughs> that, this should have been college, not high school. And even then, it. it's like, no, you graduated from training at your job. <laughs> yeah right you learned a trade you're like out of apprenticeship and you're now starting your own business as like a con yeah dude come on now high school yeah they um, he's too old for this part oh you guys can't say that toby mcguire is 16 in the first spider-man movie were you supposed but to pretend to be 16 they immediately rush him into college yeah in the second one <laughs> in, in the second in the second amazing spider-man movie it's just like him graduating from high school where he should have been like in like university i guess like there's so much in these movies where it would make sense, but then they don't want to do it because it's like, well, that's what we did last time. And they're too afraid to be similar, even though this follows like so many of the same yeah. beats as like the Sam Raimi movies. I don't know why they, they went so close to that, but I don't even remember much about the, the Tobey Maguire movies at all. It's been so long since I've seen them. Yeah, same. same. They're very they're 90s. earnestly excellent. Even though okay. they're very cheesy, but Sam Raimi just something about that way that guy makes the movie, <laughs> and maybe it's just nostalgia because like the first Spider-Man movie for me was such a big deal, like mm-hmm. it took over my life for the better part of the year. <laughs> it's all I could think about was like Spider-Man and that movie. Okay, I know who to talk to when I finally record it someday about it. Oh, there and you this is—I mean, I also like—I—I I keep saying this, but there's another scene where you have. Uh, Peter with where he's kind of learning his powers. He's at the he's at a factory or something like abandoned park or a dock or whatever the hell he's doing. He's skating around in places he really shouldn't be. But that does fit a high schooler just this fucking is, around. This is a music video for the weirdest song. And now that oh, that's what you guys are talking about, right? Then. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't like yeah. this song. This song's weird. It's all right. It's fine. So until Kingdom Come, it's a Coldplay song. So your your tolerance of the song will depend on your tolerance of Coldplay. Um, I think it's fine. It's it's a song that feels like it should have a beginning. It's a song of middles, if that makes sense. Like it feels like the, the whole song is just a middle, right? It doesn't begin or end. It just kind of middles throughout. Oh, this is a cool little scene. He's, I you know, he's skateboarding and he found, I guess, the only abandoned factory that has, you know, a beautifully, beautifully crafted, you know, half pipe. Fine. That's fine. It's it's again. It's it's a little. It's kind of like just stuck in the middle there, though. It's almost out of place, but you know, it's fine. And I wasn't crying about it. It also brings up one of my really weird questions I've always had about Spider Man: is how do his little feelers get through his shoes? That is an amazing question. I don't know. They I really don't, don't know. know. I don't really think about it because I know like the Raimi films, like they kind of in this he just kind of sticks to it, but in the Raimi films, they kind of show like the. I guess the thing protruding from his fingers. And even then it's yeah. just like, okay, you established that there's like maybe not spikes, but like some type of barbs. But it's like, how does that things. get through like your costume? You can't just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's kind of one of those things, but yeah, it's a very good point. That's a great question. Hmm. Magic movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> and then and we didn't mention earlier, but when he's getting in trouble, you have that whole thing where he's like, okay, where Ben tells him, okay, you have to pick up, you know, your aunt tonight. And then he completely forgets it, blows him off, goes see Connors and gives Connors the equation he needs to finish the, you know, to finish the, the cure the, the, the thing they're making. Algorithm. Yes. And earlier he had told them that he was, you know, Richard Parker's son. I think it's Richard Parker or Ben Parker. Who yes. the hell it is? It's Richard, Richard Parker, Mary yeah. Parker. Okay. So I was right. So he tells him that and then you have that whole stuff and, I mean, again, I was like, OK, I know where this is going, because when he ignores that call and you have all this stuff coming where he when he finally does go home and gets yelled at, like, I'm like, oh, we're getting near the part where he's going to he's going to do something and get Uncle Ben killed. And sure enough, I was right. It doesn't take long after that when you have Uncle. I, I do like the way that this I mean, again, this this imitates Spider-Man, you know, Toby McGuire very, very much where he goes to he goes someplace and. He's trying to buy a milk and the guy won't let him just have a freaking penny. Like I was like, that was just dumb as hell. Like, just let him have. Why do you care if he takes a penny? But you I have get to it. spend. You have to spend ten dollars to get a penny. What? What kind of nonsense is that? But it was just a guy being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. So just being a jerk people, about it. I guess in that position where it's just like he probably gets pushed around by people all day. It's nice for them to do the pushing. Like I yeah. believe it. It's just yeah, like totally I have. Yeah. I have power over this one thing, and I'm going to do it because that's all I have. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, something about like the Connors thing is like I like that they they go to his house, but something that I really don't like about this movie uh, with respect to his character, and I think there is something in one of the deleted scenes is that they never establish like his family because like in the Spider-Man cartoon, which is where I'm most into the lizard from, like the '90s series, like yeah. they kind of establish like his wife and his kid being concerned about him and kind of just like. Oh, if I had my arm, like I would, you know, be more of a man to my kid or something. Like they never really established how he lost it and why he's so driven to get it. And I think that's something that's kind of missing for his character. Because at a certain point, what I noticed in this rewatch is that it seems like it drags. This is almost like a movie game where it's just like it takes so much time. And they're like, oh, crap, we have to accelerate everything so fast. Mm -hmm. And I, it really hit me this rewatch where it's like, oh, man, he's just automatically like crazy. Like, at least with like the Raimi films, they kind of say like, oh, the goblin serum causes insanity. 
but they've never mentioned about like his mental faculties being altered. You know, you say that Blair, but they also totally make fun of it in like No Way Home too, because like I think it's no that conversation between Connors and uh, he's, someone he's else. More like Sauron, like people always have that joke about like Sauron from the X Men, where he's where Spider Man's talking to him and he's like. You should cure cancer. Like, he's like, yeah, but I just want to turn people into dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a comic panel that I've seen a meme of. It's a great comic panel, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I have that issue in there. I think it's from Spider Man, the X Men. <laughs> oh, and then, like, I mean, all about because Peter couldn't buy milk. Like, I do like that where he, he doesn't buy the milk. He, the guy won't let him. He walks away. This guy robs the store and tosses him the milk. <laughs> and because he tossed the milk, he's like, oh, hey, he's, he's my buddy now. And then when he leaves, you know, he's kind of, you know, instead of saying, well, not my problem, he says the same thing to the, to the guy. He's like, well, why don't you do something? He said, not my policy. And then just walks off. And because of him being a dumbass, even though, I mean, like, really, you expect some random guy to just stop somebody who's robbing you? Like, I mean, not like, you know, but the first movie makes more sense. It, yeah, well, in Rewind, now that we're kind of discussing it, it's even more problematic because the thing about it is... Like he's gone from the is he gone from the store when he takes the money? Because it's not even a violent interaction. It's a guy just like knocks something over and yeah. then he takes the money. So it's the whole thing about like Spider-Man is that he's at the wrestling arena in the comics and in the first Raimi film. And he's like, oh, that guy is going with my money. And he's like, yeah, whatever. It's not my problem. But in this, it's like. Maybe I should rewatch it again because I can't remember the chain of events. As I know he knocks something over he, and then he reaches in and grabs the money. Yes, that's all he does. And then Peter is about to leave. He tosses Peter the milk and then Peter goes out of the store. The guy leaves the store. The The clerk runs out and says, why didn't you stop him or do something? And it's like and then it's when he says, not my policy and walks off. But I mean, I would never expect a customer at any store to stop somebody like that's just. Yeah, because in like I mean, I've seen people steal Spider-Man stuff. film, they established that he's like, you could have tore that guy apart, but like that guy doesn't know that he could do that. <laughs> right. It, yeah. I, I mean, he was just a kid. Like you would never. I mean, I've seen people when I worked at Sam's Club, people stole a TV. Like I didn't expect customers to track to jump them too. Like I don't care. Ain't, well, no one should have been like, <laughs> like come we're on, all now. in this together. Customers, come on, let's go get it. <laughs> come em. on. We got to keep our prices down because, you know, That's that right. one stolen TV. Why this we raise our prices? Not because of inflation survive. or. We got to make show. sure that the people at top get three new private jets this year. Right. This corporation <laughs> will not suffer. This 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 aggression will not stand. I don't know. I, I agree with you actually. When I when I first, when I was watching it two nights ago, my my reaction I didn't just it didn't hit me like that. It was more of, "Hey man, help me out." Uh, someone freaked out and scared, looking for help, and it was an opportunity for Peter Parker to just be like, "Oh, screw you. You didn't want to give me two pennies." And as a result of Peter's indifference, um, his father figure is killed. And but obviously, not even, what, I, what, the, what I have a problem with that um, is that, like, he's not really threatening anyone. And the gun falls out and Ben reaches for it. But when I read that situation, it's not like, like, he's going to grab it to hurt someone. Like, he should really just have walked away. Like, I know they have the conversation about, like, you have a responsibility to do something but like in that situation, it's like, no, nah, I just would have put my hands up and walked away. Like it, it's yeah. it doesn't I don't like it in this one. I it never bothered me before until this most recent watch where it's just like, no, this isn't handled very well. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it, it's handled. It's because we uh, and I swear, like we I've 
I know it's only happened twice, but I really don't want to see Uncle Ben die anymore. And I'm really glad that no way like the, the home series fixed that. But it it makes more sense in the Sam Raimi films because like Uncle Ben in the, in the Sam Raimi films wasn't doing anything. He completely did not deserve to get shot. He all he was doing was sitting in his car. I think he was waiting for Peter. Yeah, he, yeah was. he was waiting to pick him up because he's like, I'll pick you up at 10 after you go to the library. But he went to, to the wrestling match. Yeah. And Uncle Ben was just minding his own business. He didn't. I think when they retconned it in three, it's implied that he tried to take the gun away, but he wasn't really doing anything. And it was all it was honestly circumstances. This one, like it, like Uncle Ben, the guy dropped a gun at that moment. You should really back up and be like, oh, I'm not I'm not fucking with this. Yeah, it's not like the police were chasing him and there was a shootout and he was like, or the police had a gun on him and he is like, going to grab the gun and retaliate. There was no one around. Yeah, he just could have left it there. He didn't need to get involved and get himself killed. It's like, you know, as Bill put it, movies got a movie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I yeah, I don't think I disliked it as much as you guys. Honestly, I I think Peter could have done something. Now, think about like end of movie. Peter would have done something. He he was slapped him with his webs or just ran after him and used a super strength to throw the guy in the air. Like he probably would have done something. But at this stage, he's just too immature and to, to really step in because the guy was like, you know, you're a jerk. You lost your money. Tough luck. And the the down the downline effect was, you know, Ben Ben dying. Um, now, it could have been anybody. Um, I also think that's interesting. You guys are talking about, like, well, why did Ben grab the gun and, and do the wrestling thing? Yeah, it's in, it's interesting that piece of it. But as far as it goes for for establishing not only the revenge piece of this film, but um, uh, Peter Parker's lack of character. I think it's actually effective. And even if it is a bit um, written, for lack of a better term. Okay. And this is when Ben dies. And you, you, I mean, it's kind of a touching scene, how upset he gets, which, again, makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. It is, I like it better than <laughs> the, what I remember of Spider-Man 1. But it's been a long time. And I also do like the little stuff where you have him where he gets back home and he's listening to the voicemail and how like broken he is about what happened, you know, and like when he and then you have like the small scene where he goes back to school and everyone's just parting ways for him. And it isn't until I think when walks up to him, when hugs him. Oh, no. First, first flash tries like that. Uh, I like the flash bit. I do. Too, great, where he's like, great. hey, I understand. It's great. Like, not, he, like he thinks he's going to do it, but he's like, nah, like even I like I get it. Like this is. Like, I'm not, I understand that this is a really bad thing. And it shows, like, real growth that he's not just, like, a one-dimensional, like, jerk. And it also, uh, very loosely, it's maybe just me reading into it, that Flash may have had something like this happen to his family, and which might be, might explain some of his bullying tendencies. Maybe he lost a father figure when he was young. And and the way I read that was, like, not only empathizing with Peter, like, dude, I'm so sorry this happened to you. It, it, it that's kind of a little bit of depth that i again maybe i just read into that and and wrote that character for him but um yeah so that's kind of what i read i think it was excellent that was really good great they don't touch on it in any movie in the in the mcu they kind of say like flash's parents are rich and neglectful but kind of in the comics his dad was like really violent alcoholic oh so that's kind of explains like why he is how, like how he is, and I, again, they could have like really did something with that later on, but eh, it is what it is. <laughs> cool. I mean, 
again, I, I, I agree with you. I would like to see more of Flash. And, and this is when Gwen hugs him. I thought that was a, a good little scene, too. She hugs him, but he doesn't really even care. He just keeps going. Like, he's just not. He's too upset to even think about anything. And this is where you have him, like, you kind of see the very angry Peter where he's starting to become Spider-Man, but not really yet. Like, he's just going around hunting people who look kind of like the guy who killed Ben, just trying to find him and beating the shit out of everybody who, who looks like him, who's committing crimes. Yeah, and I think, real real vigilante stuff, right? You yeah, know, and just I think trying to get revenge. Still, like, the where he doesn't even have a mask at first, and the guy's like, I saw your face! I saw your face! And he's like, oh, and then the next time you see him, he has a mask on now. And then, like, you have a bunch of ideas where he's, you know, you show him getting the Oscorp cable and making the web shooters. Like, you see all this. You have him doing the Batman thing, sitting on a gargoyle, you know, listening for crime. You have all different things that happen pretty quickly. And I really like, I thought they were very good. Like, the way they do it. And you're introduced to Captain Stacy pretty quickly, too. And him, you know, being against Peter, being against Spider-Man. And, like, which all makes sense because the guy's a freaking vigilante. Like, you're going to be against him. So yeah, he uh, has every right to be because like unlike like in the Raimi films, it's, you know, he does this selfish thing and he's like, no, I can't be selfish anymore. But he's he's thinks he's doing good, but he's really just out for himself. And oh, yeah. I mean, in the eyes of the police, it's like it's not like he's a, a hero who's, you know, above the law. It's no, this guy's doing something bad. And they kind of have the conversation later where it's just like, oh, you take out the like the drug dealer, but I'm looking for the kingpin. Like, we're going to follow the guy to the top. And this guy keeps taking out the low-level people, so it just makes our job harder to do. Mm-hmm. It's a very good explanation of why he would not want a spider person kind of doing this vigilante stuff. Because, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, like, it's, it's a it's a very good explanation. Dennis Leary is really good in this. I, I like him in this, <laughs> in this role. He's he's a lot of fun, and he plays that stern, you know, you know cop kind of character, dad figure, obviously dad for Gwen character very well. And this whole thing is good. It's it, it kind of gets gets rapid fire, like Blair was saying. Is is like all of a sudden the movie's like, whoa, wow, we're about an hour and change in. We gotta let's get through this stuff, boogie woogie. Let's make these web shooters. Um, <laughs> and of course, I will state for the record that making the web shooters is smart people doing smart things. So <laughs> check check that off your bingo card, y'all. Um, I, I, I've said it. I have a really good insight to this, too, that I was thinking about while I was watching this last night. So you have Peter, who does all this stuff. He, he you know, you have to see the earlier in the scene where he's fighting against five guys and he falls through and he's going around looking for the guy who, you know, basically killed Uncle Ben. I very much see this character... And then, like, you watch No Way Home and you hear, like, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man be like, yeah, after Gwen died, I really just took a vigilante and I stopped pulling my punches. And I'm like, I could totally see Andrew Garfield's character doing that. And this movie does solidify that. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. No Way Home is the best Amazing Spider-Man film. <laughs> really was. <laughs> I, I think so, too. I, that movie was fucking awesome. <laughs> and then you see Peter make, I like the way Peter makes a suit where he kind of ordered stuff to, like he's on the internet just finding different things and kind of just putting stuff together. I thought that was really cool. I like yeah, this yeah. version of him getting the suit versus like the way you have it in Homecoming where, you know, Tony Stark makes it or how you have it in Spider-Man movies where he kind of just knits it together. I like the fact that he's ordering stuff and putting it together. Yeah, it's like the Sam Raimi films where he's established like Aunt May is losing their house and he has no money, but he has suddenly has like a high quality movie grade costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 
I I like what I I like this a lot. I thought it was a good it was a good way to do it. And this is when you have the car thief where he where we were just talking about where he you know arrest ties up the wrong guy and then they hate him. But you had a cool scene of Spider Man. This is the first time we actually see him as Spider Man swinging around, running on rooftops and swinging. And I do like the joke when the guy pulls off the knife. He's like, "My weakness, little knives." Like that that made me laugh. That was see, great. I did like that however like in the lead up to this movie that scene was everywhere yeah so like that oh really joke was, oh mm. yeah that joke was just done to death by the time oh. that movie oh came out. wow that's okay. good, <laughs> that's a good a, joke it's a good joke yeah. but again it's it's him gloating it's him gloating and yeah it's a it's a criminal and he's trying to steal a car and all the rest of it but Again, Spider-Man just being a bit of a dick, <laughs> you know, that's, that is like it's it, like that's what I did. Like, even though like I kind of knew the joke is that there isn't a lot of Spider-Man just being quippy with bad no. guys in the Raimi films. And when it does, like it comes off as very unnatural. But here it's like, oh, no, this is Spider-Man right here. Also, one thing that I very specifically remember, because you can tell it with certain movies Actually, you can tell it with every movie. This movie also came out in 3D, and that's why there's a lot of scenes of him <laughs> web slinging. I first was person. wondering. I oh, was okay, wondering I just... if that was the case. It did, huh? Oh, it was the 3D nonsense? Boy, oh boy. Yeah, okay. 2012 was that yes. around that time when everything was 3D. I think. Yeah, yeah it was in the pocket of that. Oh, okay. I was wondering that. World. Uh, there, there's also two things with that. Uh, one leads off into the other. I think it's also new technology. So him being in first person flying around, that was all new, like CGI technology. So it looked really I like good. The first person scenes. Yeah, it looks really good. But also there's something that they mentioned. I remember because they were talking about in the No Way Home. And I think the game there's a the, the, the director for this movie created something where it was called like web web lining or something like that, where whenever Spider-Man shoots a web and you see him like pull the web closer into him, that was something they made for this movie. And they use it in the games now, too. Oh, the web games? Yeah, the new Spider-Man games. The new one, the, the new Sony one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a thing of like, yeah, like the PS1 games, it was like a little bit primitive where like you would just kind of shoot an enemy and pull him in and punch him and things like that. I well, that makes sense. I was wondering why they had all those like they had so many scenes of him being up close and swinging. I'm like, why? But that makes complete sense now. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of it either, so I get it. Because <laughs> I just I, I hate the 3D craze. As I said before in the show, I hate that. But watching him run a, run on like running on top of cars and swinging like all that, I thought that I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a really cool Spider Man scene. Yeah, I mean, Spider Man doing Spider Man things. And again, we are over an hour into this movie, and this is the first opportunity we've seen him to do the spider-man things and it's really nice to to watch him you know swing around and obviously like everyone has said um yeah no it's really fun it's the action is handled really well for the most part even the scenes when he's like running from the you know he's starting fights in the alley and doing you know american ninja warrior you know leg thrusts between the walls as he's evading his uh the, the bad guys He's uh, it's good. I think it's really uh, it's it's effective. They, they he handled. Yeah, the action is pretty well handled again for the most part. I do know the part where he does the uh, he yells crotch and he does like the spinning like leg throw that. <laughs> oh, that uh, gets me. Yeah. So, someone made a really funny joke that every single every Spider-Man does that, except maybe Tobey Maguire. And I and very funnily, ironically, so does Black Widow. Black Widow does the same leg spin, too. So it's a spider thing. 
I, I immediately thought of Black Widow when he did that. He did that move. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting that it's become a staple or was a staple of the uh, of the character. Mm-hmm. And this is also when you kind of get more about Oscorp, like why Lizard does some of the sh- or Connor does some of the shit he does very soon. Like you because at Oscorp, he did the thing that Peter had showed him and it worked for the rats. The rats regrew their arm. This is before the side effects take take effect. And then the guy for Oscorp, I don't even remember his name. He's just the henchman, I call him. And he's just like, okay, we got to go to human trials now. And Connor's like, we're not ready. And he's like, well, Oscorp is Norman is dying, so we got to save his life. And like, I also like how Nor- Norman is never in this movie. Like, he's mentioned multiple times, but you do not, he's never in this film. Like, they were just was, holding that off. I was waiting for it. I kept thinking, like, when we see in Norman, and like you said, it doesn't happen. I'm assuming it would have been the third or fourth movie would have been Norman. Because they, yeah. I don't think they show he's, Norman in the second movie either. He's right? in the he, second. It's Chris Cooper. He's also dead. Oh, yeah. Like they have the sequel because they have Chris Cooper and he's Norman Osborn and he's an old man. And like, that's again why the sequel is so bad, because he's like, oh, Harry, you have the same disease as me. And I live a complete life. And then suddenly he's like, oh, no, it's going to happen to you in five minutes. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Every time you guys mention something from that movie that I haven't remembered, because maybe I just blocked it out. I, I, I instantly want to watch it more because it I'm just sounds so stupid. I'm convinced myself that I'm watching stupid. tonight, too. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. kind of like, <laughs> hey, hey, Jane, let me, let's do a quick screening of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Come on, let's let's make this happen. Wow. I mean, if this oh, does wow, good, wow. I can guarantee you it will be on the show soon. <laughs> so. I'll wait for that then. But seriously, that's that all sounds just ridiculously stupid. And kind of like I'm... deliciously stupid. Like, <laughs> maybe, but maybe I remember not. it was horrible. So, all right. We shall see. So but I, I like how you have Oscorp wanting to do the trials, and then the guy's like, "Well, I'll just go to the you know veteran you know veterans hospital to start experimenting on people." It's like, oh yeah, so that's great. Bad. Just so freaking bad, right? Like, oh, let's just keep, let's go mm-hmm. to a veterans hospital and just start plugging people with green goop and hope their oh. legs return. Wow. So there's a small scene, like shortly. There's a couple things that happen, but I want to mention this since you brought it up, like where, where because he's going to do the human trials. And he's making the big, he gets all upset about it. And he, uh, Connor ends up injecting himself with the goo. And all I could think of, hey, that reminds me of reanimator stuff. Cause it was green. Ah, uh, yes. That wonderful, <laughs> wonderful film. The classic, classic B movie schlock. Ah, uh, yes. I, I did not think of reanimator, but, but we covered um, on the show because people hate me and apparently voted for it. So I, I voted for it too. I did. But yeah. We skip over a little a small scene that I actually think is really good in this movie too. And it's the one of Aunt May and Peter arguing. And Peter is just still doing an okay job of being Spider-Man. But it's something that I would probably question, too. And uh, another superhero movie uses it to a very funny extent of him coming home and having his shit kicked in. You know, black eye, bruises, stuff like that. And it almost kind of makes you think that she knows he's Spider-Man. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe. They have a scene later on where it's something where I think it's after the scene that comes up next where it's just like... Captain Stacy is like, I'm going to put the APB out on Spider-Man and he just storms off from the breakfast table and it's like, well, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. No, she knows now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a really good bit of acting from Sally Field as well, because she's she's mourning the death of her husband, her that her yes, nephew. Is that right? Yeah. Her nephew yeah, yeah. is is spiraling like he looks like he's spiraling. Like what is going on? And she and is spiraling in a way she can't fathom or understand. He's coming home late at night with bruises on his face and cuts. Like, are you in Fight Club? Like underground wrestling? Like what's we going? We don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> That's first and second rule. I I <laughs> sorry, maybe laugh. Uh, 
it's, and I, it's just, I felt so, so bad for her. Like, again, looking at it through the lens of a parent, knowing that I'm going to have to like deal with that with my son or my daughter saying like, what's going on? I can't understand what's going on with you because you know, I grew up as a kid without social media and half the pressures you are. So just tell me, like, just talk to me. I just want to talk to you and, and hear you. <laughs> and, and that's what she wants. Like, she's not trying to beat him up. She's just like, what's going on? And he doesn't give, doesn't give her anything. Um, because he's a kid and he just can't. So, um, it's very striking. And I think all the scenes between him and Aunt May are, are very good. Um, yeah, I think both, both are really doing good work. It's used in both in the movie real quick. It's used both in the movie and the comic and, uh, kick ass. They, uh, he gets beat up a lot and they find him in the middle of the street and he like didn't want to get <laughs> caught. So he threw his clothes, he threw the, his outfit off. And so the rumor go- spreads around that he's doing gay prostitution. Uh, reminded me, it reminded me of that and I thought it was really funny <laughs> oh that movie that's a movie that's a movie and a comic it is a comic did they ever make a third one they ever, did they ever make a hit girl movie no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember they were going to it one time the second movie didn't do so hot surprisingly I remember not liking that movie but it's been forever and I, I my tune could change but I remember not liking I know people really like Kick-Ass, and the only thing I remember, like most things that have this character in it, is Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. I love Nicolas Cage in that movie. God, do I love that Amazing. man. And that's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have, when, when Peter goes to, when he goes back to school and he sees Gwen, this is when Gwen invites him over for dinner, which I like the way she does it. She's just like, hey, are you busy? And she just, you know, here's my address and here's my apartment number. Just go. Like, she doesn't give him a choice. And I, I like that. I thought that was really good, too. Yeah, I like her pushing pushing it, right? Like, hey, I like you. Clearly, you like me too, but you're too busy bumbling and mumbling during every conversation <laughs> we have. So here, here, just come over. Here, here's the address. Get Be there at 8. Uh, be there at 6, and we'll have dinner, and you'll meet the parents. Like, we're going to do all this now. And, and I sneaks, like that about her character. It's very... He sneaks into her apartment through the window. I don't get that. Like, so she even says, you could go through the lobby. And I don't forget what his response was. The doorman yeah. was scary. The doorman was scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, again, yeah. this this should have been a red flag. Like, why is my boy, my potential boyfriend, on the fucking stairwell? Uh, you know, the fire escape outside. I'm also yeah. not used to fire escapes, but that's like a, that's a New York thing, right? Yes. Although a lot of fire escapes don't allow you to actually like scale them, you have to bring down the ladders because they are for you know, escaping fires. So like the ladders are generally not there. Cause that would mean that like a criminal or like a, someone could just walk up to your fire escape and like break in your window and break in. So when I, in my apartment, at least um, the fire escape was there and I had one, you were not supposed to hang out on it though. It's only for escape. It's not there to just hang out on. Not like in and, all the New York sitcoms and everything that we watch, like Friends, where everyone's just hanging out on the fire escape. No, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed <laughs> to put chairs out there because it's again, it's not designed for you to lounge on and have a party. Um, although I have had parties in my apartment, and people were hanging out, kind of, <laughs> sort of on the on the fire escape. I once had, I once had, I have, I have a 400 square foot apartment, and I one time had about 30 people in there for one of my holiday hoot nannies, as I called it. And, um, yeah, so people were kind of on the fire escape because they had no choice. But, um, yeah, you're not <laughs> supposed to do that. And, again, those things don't stay down. Like I said, you, you put them down because you're trying to escape a fire. Okay. Well, I mean, he did have power, so he could just, you know. Yeah, he just kind of, yeah, he just webbed himself up there, which is fine. Which would actually would have been kind of suspect, too. Like, how did you get up here? Like, those, the ladders aren't down. 
did some he did some parkour off the wall, you know. Perhaps, yeah. Again, American Ninja Warrior, just kind of like you know. <laughs> just ran up the wall, jump. Yeah, exactly. that worked. Yeah, I mean, it works. I, American Ninja Warrior, but I don't pretty. But yeah, it ain't easy. <laughs> I think one scene that I feel like you know we talk about how like, there's a lot of weird nonsense going around the movie. I feel like some stuff should be cut to maybe give Connors a little bit of backstory because I think one of the weirder scenes in this is the part where he's like at like a window and like he stands at the window and he's like, oh. This is what it would look like if I had two hands. <laughs> it's just a really weird scene. Yeah, you're right. They do something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They never really ridiculous. they never establish what was the accident that caused it. And there again, there was a scene where he's talking to Billy Connors, his son, but it's cut. It's on oh. the, yeah, it's in the deleted scenes. Like I haven't watched them since I bought the Blu-ray in 2012, but I know they're there. They shot something. I don't think they had Martha, but I know they had Billy. Gotcha. Okay. I'm curious now to look up these these deleted scenes. Yeah, I have to watch those later. And this is when Connor grows the arm, and he, he's kind of normal at first, and he takes the cab back to, to fight, because he's trying to track down the Oscorp guy. I don't even remember his name. He's trying, he's trying to track down the Oscorp guy, and you have a small, a small scene where he starts kind of like, he's starting to become the lizard. Like, he, you know, things are starting to happen. So... This is also where my edibles kicked in, like, <laughs> super hard. And whenever he, like, removed his arm from, like, the skin and it was, like, really, like, fleshy and stubby, I just started cracking up. Like, I thought it was the fucking funniest thing ever. It's just a weird-looking arm. <laughs> it is a very stupid-looking CGI arm. It is It is very dopey. But, yeah, I think I had a good chuckle of that, too, as he was transforming. And we'll talk about the final form of Lizard um, <laughs> in a bit. And how <laughs> weird and dopey it kind of sort of looks. Like, it works, but it doesn't work, if that makes sense. But we'll talk about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was pretty neat. And then you have them at the dinner. And you, I do like him. Argue, he starts arguing with, with her dad about Spider-Man. How Spider-Man's not a, you know, he's not a crook. He's a good guy. Like, I do like that. Like, And also, I think it makes sense that a high schooler would, you know, be like that, too. And I think that's where Peter realizes that he's not actually doing any good. Because he's like, I think he's trying to provide a service. And he's like, no, he's not providing a service. He's just going after this one type of criminal. And that kind of leads into the next scene where, like, he's on the roof with Gwen. And, like, he sees an accident in, like, the distance or an explosion or something. And he's like, oh, I should go do something about this. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, because of what Captain Stacy had just kind of said to him is that like you know you just going after this one guy that's not helping people that's just being selfish so it's kind of like merging uncle ben's message with like this kind of new kind of father-ish figure mm-hmm. speech yeah and i and dennis lear again does really good work here and i like that conversation how it escalates pretty quickly it felt very natural um and yeah i agree he kind of decided you know what he's he's right He's right. He's got a point. You know, I maybe this isn't the best utilization of my abilities. Um, is this the point where the two of them smooch? Yes. Uh, yeah. See, they run out to the roof. They get into the argument or, you know, he runs out the roof and then he tells her he's Spider-Man, I think. And then they kiss. He's, yeah, he's trying to. And then he just like she starts to walk away and he shoots the web and pulls her in. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> no, that's not good. That's but not so good. Smooth. It's no, so it's smooth. Not, it's it's so out of character. 
he's sitting there on this on this balcony of some fanciful, you know, New York apartment. I don't even know where this thing exists. Maybe Upper West Side. I don't know. And he's sitting on the thing, patio and he's going, I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. I can't do it. She's like, sh- sh- say it stupid. Like just say the words. <laughs> and she's like, you know, I got, he's like, I got bit. She's like, I got bit too. You know, she's like really trying to push it because he, she knows he's just this like mope. And then finally, like fucking uh, like, I, like a D'Artagnan or something out of like a thirties, you know, gangster movie, like 30s film noir movie. Hey, baby. Pulls her towards her. She spins. Does she spin? <laughs> this move? Yeah, Does she spins. Sp- of course she spins because this is stupid. And he pulls her in, gives the smooch. You In your nose, you say, you ask me in the notes, is this earned? Okay. <laughs> I, I know what you're going for, sir. Is this bill approved? <laughs> Is this bill approved? <laughs> and I put my note in. I, and I said, I say yes, because Gwen has worked really hard for it. <laughs> Gwen deserves it. <laughs> Peter Parker does not deserve this, this, this uh, amorous smooch. I couldn't even think of a, of a proper way of saying. He's like twirled to like a, like a, ba- like a dance floor. Like he, like she was mm-hmm. on the, like the rumba, like, hey. I mean, also, s- if someone pulls you and you twirl, there's a good chance you're just going to fall. <laughs> Most likely, if you're not expecting, you're going to twist her ankle. You yeah, or would tear you off fall? that skirt or something, because it can hold up a car. <laughs> <laughs> like, rip her stomach out. Like, all of a sudden, it turns into a body horror movie that I would certainly enjoy. <laughs> like, she dies in this movie instead. Because, right, yeah, because, first because he just kills her. Right, because he, he, like, attaches the spider web to her, and she pull, pulls her arm off, like, in a Cronenberg film. I just... <laughs> When that happened, I I was like, this is stupid. It stinks. I don't like this. But again, I think the kiss is earned because she's worked really hard for it. Um, okay. And this dope has not. So there, always my... be the ongoing bill joke. Oh, golly. <laughs> golly, G. Willikers. <laughs> so and then the, the cops leave because, you know, her dad's a cop and he, he runs off. And then he just and then Peter just jumps off the roof to go after them. And I, I like how. When Stacy says, well, I'm in trouble. Yeah, it's cute. It's a good, it's a good line. <laughs> it's cute. It really was cute because, like, you know, she can she's falling for him and she's like, oh, God, I'm falling for Spider-Man. Like, I, I like it a lot. I also like that she falls for Peter Parker and not falls for Spider-Man first and then falls for Peter. And then, yeah. finds out, oh, you are Spider-Man. Well, I like Spider-Man better than <laughs> I'll date, you know. Has icing any, on the cake. Yeah. Has anyone oh, in this man, I, I can't wait to go back and watch Spider-Man one and two and just see how terrible they make Mary Jane in those movies. Has uh, anyone watched the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series? Yes. No. Okay, it's apparently it's now on Netflix in in the US. It is incredible and they have a Gwen Stacy Peter Parker relationship and it is very natural and adorable and if you even at all like this, you should definitely watch that show. It's only like 26 episodes and it's some of the best Spider-Man media in the past like two decades. Wow. That's ringing endorsement. That's awesome, man. We'll definitely check I, it out. I will now slightly sour that series because it's the only way I know how. The Peter Parker for that show is voiced by Drake Bell. No, that's Josh Keaton. Uh, Drake oh, Bell's that Josh Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. That oh, was is his, he? Okay. That was his first go with Spider Man. He was almost the Spider Man for the first movie game, but they got rid of him once Tobey Maguire came in. Oh, that's lame. Who's uh who was the first guy I mentioned, Joe? Oh, uh, Drake Bell is a lot of people don't like him recently because of something that happened it's, uh, from the Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. Yeah, what, no. he, he, do something, he did something bad, I take it. 
Oh, it was some weird thing where he he taught he was like 20 talking to like a 16 year old girl. But it's the weird yeah. thing. Well, it's the weird mm-hmm. thing where he uh he he admitted to it. He didn't know she was 18, though. And I guess they had proof because they he went to court for it and everything. But it's people don't like him now because of it. But he won the court case. Yeah, I mean, and if he was 16, I mean, if she was 16, and he was 20 and she lied about that's also not that. Eh, I mean, it just didn't come up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean people do lie, so in both sexes. But so up, the, yeah. the Shannon Hamilton situation for Mallrats. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he won the court case. He's probably, you know, he probably didn't know then. Otherwise, he wouldn't have won the court case. I feel, but he is a celebrity, so that does give him some extra status. But eh. yeah, okay, that's not. I mean, I was, I, I was. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, go on. Could have been like he knew he was. She was sixteen. Like, oh, that's great. You're underage. Oh, no. I'm all for it. Even when you're 20, 16, like it doesn't seem that far off, even though you should not be doing that. But yeah. <laughs> okay. And this is kind of when you first start really seeing Spider-Man be Spider-Man. In this movie, he goes to the big to the bridge, and you have Lizard at the bridge, and Lizard is knocking cars over. And this is when you see Spider-Man, like we mentioned earlier, trying to save people, and he's and he's trying to grab cars, and he's not, like, there's a one point where he has a choice: either go after Lizard or save this kid in the car, which ends up saving the movie for him later so he like you you have i did like the scene where he jumps down he goes to save the kid the kid is terrified to move so he takes off his mask gives him his mask and says you know it'll make you brave and is doing all this to save the kid even though he should not have given him his mask but you know i'm fine you know it makes sense like i thought it was a very sweet scene to show that peter is changing i don't like the payoff because it's we'll get there but I do like this scene a lot. And I remember watching this for the first time when like he kind of gets the kid and puts him back and gives him to his dad and he's like, Like, who are you? And then he's like, I'm Spider Man. Like that kind of hit me hard the first time I saw this. Because I was like, Yeah, this is him fully embracing being like a hero. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. I, I I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. I was a little, again, a little writery, a little forced, but I I will always side on the side of of, of a genuine sentiment, you know, and and forgive occasional stupidity for that. It was the the end result was a really solid. Um, was good. Yeah, I I think he you know he could just grabs him with his web and then pulled him up at first, and it could have been the first option is to have him <laughs> climb, but you know, I, whatever. I guess you're in the moment. It was it was good. I think it was really, really well done. And uh, again, that payoff, I'm Spider-Man. You know, Blair, you nailed it. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of this uh, affirmation, like, yes, this is who I am. This is, I'm the, I'm a hero. And this is what's worthwhile. I'll get Lizard later. This was more important. Whatever happened to the, to the Oscorp guy? I don't think um, they, they don't, you end- don't see him again this entire movie. I think he's in the second movie though, right? No, he's not. And I was actually going to bring it up because I had to look up the character's name because I don't know if they say it. It's they do, but it's Rajid. But he's played by an actor named Ifrin Khan. He was in Jurassic World and sadly passed away two years ago. Oh, oh I'm not sure the that, cause. Just... I just know that he did die. OK, in the movie, well, I think the... the character like he's supposed to be killed by a lizard. I don't know. They just kind of they just kind of walk away from it. Yeah, he yeah. kind of just like his car gets like pushed towards the bridge. I don't know if it gets pushed off. Yeah, and he just um, kind of—they were just done with him. They just—he, I guess, he just got so scared he quit his job. Yeah, and they're just like, okay, we gotta. Because they—they kind of set up, you know, Oscorp being the villain kind of thing, and then they go right, then they go very much into Connor because Connor's in the sewers now, and this is when 
you know, he starts to like, I think he's starting to kind of degrade and starting to kind of go insane for no reason. But I don't know, I thought that was like, you have a small scene with Peter sees the news calling for Spider-Man's arrest. And I think he also sees something about there being reward for a picture of the lizard or something. Yeah, it's only like a, he just is passing like a subway or something and he sees like a, a copy of the Daily Bugle just to establish that it's there in this universe. And it's like, I can't remember if it's like money for pictures of Spider-Man or the lizard creature. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but this is also what causes so much trouble for Spider-Man, too, because you have a little bit later where he decides to go in the sewers and and hunt him and take a picture of him. Like you have a small scene with Peter and Gwen at the stadium. And again, I like I like all the I like everything with Peter and Gwen when they're just talking. I just I love that. And it is like I thought grabs the football and throws it and <laughs> wrecks the, breaks the thing. Yeah. Yeah, dents the goalpost. It's like, Peter, you're still ruining this, things, bud. It's not good. Oh, no. And this is when he goes to see Connor, and then Connor kind of blows him off. Says, I gave everybody the week off. Yeah. And, and okay, then you have where he sees the lizard mouse and realizes that Connor is the lizard and gets all. And then he goes to the police station, tells Stacy, like, hey, you want to check out Connor's? And they don't believe him, but then they do kind of believe him. I mean, you have a couple small scenes like that, and you have Peter sees. Okay, here's a question I wanted to ask. Uh, Bill, since you're a New Yorker at one point. So you see a bunch of li- Peter sees a bunch of lizards going into the sewers. There aren't. Li- How are there lizards in New York? Because I'm pretty sure there aren't. I don't know if I've encountered a bunch of lizards in New York. <laughs> I mean, there are there is greenery. I mean, you have Central Park and you have gardens. Yeah, lizards and such need heat. Like it's hot in New York. Are you kidding me? I live, well, I live in Minnesota and Wisconsin. There's no lizards here. Well, it gets hot in the summer. I, I it doesn't really specify <laughs> what time of year this is in. I don't know. I never had lizards in my apartment, and um, I saw rats, you know, in the streets. It would make more sense if there were rats that he was following, and he was going after some rat villain. Vermin. There's there's vermin. vermin. He's a character in Spider-Man. Yeah, rats the size of cats in New York. I've seen those, and (laughs) cockroaches galore. My wife, when she was hunting for an apartment, one of her many, um, she went to an apartment. She opened up some cabinets, and just cockroaches just streamed out of there. They wanted, like, 1200 bucks a month. So were the cockroaches free? I, I think they came with it. I think okay. uh, they were they were part of it. You know, I don't know. I, I'm sure lizards exist. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I just thought it was I don't have a good, I don't have a good answer for you. It should Burns have been a rat. It's in the tying game. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like the tying game, by the way. So like one of the other weird things, too, is it's really funny because you mentioned about the Kirk Connors thing. If Kirk Connors also kind of threatens him in a way of like, oh, yeah, no, you're definitely the lizard. Because he's like, hey, do you know any any way of like capturing a lizard? Because, you you know, you study lizards, too. And he's like, you can't hunt this lizard. He's the most ultimate of of predator. And it's like, OK, right, maybe and he's like, I heard there's a new species of lizard in New York and he's quite deadly. And <laughs> most lizards are at the top of their respective food chains. And it's just like they're essentially having a conversation where they're just admitting that, hey, I'm Spider-Man. Hey, you're the lizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty it's, much. It's very silly. It's a very silly uh exchange there for sure. And it isn't until and the way that the lizard finds out who Peter is, that Peter Spider-Man, I think it's just stupid. Like you have Connor goes into the suit. You see Connor in the sewer with all this damn equipment. How the hell he got all that equipment in the sewer, I don't know. It's insane. Uh, it's insane. He builds his own like, little mini lab. <laughs> yeah, no, 
It's like, oh, come on, we wasted all this time and drama. Come on, we got to get to the end. <laughs> yeah, like, how did you get right? all in there like in a couple days? And how did Oscorp go? Hey, I'm just moving out this computer and this. Oh, that's fine, Connors. You work from home? Yeah, yeah, I'm working from home. Take my whole lab with me. <laughs> all right, buddy. Just just write it down. We'll see you later. Don't, like, yeah, come on now. A whole setup where a couple monitors and a laptop and a docking station. And they're like, hey, you're going to work from home now. OK, cool. Hey, where's, <laughs> and then where's, they send them, like, all the other like, equipment to go along with it to make the beak to make the chemicals and everything. Like, here you go. Yeah, yeah here's a whole stack of beakers for your hidden project. Oh, we're not going to ask questions. Uh, can I, I have then, some uh, Sony camcorders so I can film my confession? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can yeah. only send you Sony equipment, though. That's it. That's no it. Dells. Only Sony. And like when this is when you first see Lizard attack Spider Man, I like the way they kind of tussle when they first fight, and like the whole way that he even figures out that he's Peter Parker is that the camera Spider Man is using to take pictures says property of Peter Parker on the camera. Don't you think that if you're going to be sneaking around as Spider Man, you might want to take your name off the equipment you're using? Maybe it's I, I'm I'm fine with that because it's the same thing as like. I had a conversation with someone in my office the other day about how I never have my ringtone on my phone. And because I was like, just think of how many movies where people get caught because someone calls them and their damn phone rings. Like, <laughs> like, you know, you're just not thinking. It's like, OK, well, I'm going to be chasing a killer. I should put this on silent. Like, my phone's always like, on silent. Yeah. But that's like, just... I'm just going to grab my camera and like, I would totally believe that he would have that there in case it does get lost or stolen. And OK. It was a bit like, again, there's the whole back half of this movie very much feels like like we have to rush to this, even as I think they go back to the sewer once he kind of has the information and he's like going back and forth and doing things. But he's not talking, but there's a lot of dialogue. So it feels like they went back in and like recorded some or they just got some ADR from him that basically says, like, I have to get Peter Parker because he's not saying anything. <laughs> Oh, I was talking about. I'm talking about. Yeah. And then like, you have a you have a scene where Peter goes back to the apartment where Gwen is, and like I did find some of this reason where he has he has Gwen clean up his wounds and stuff. I have issues with this entire scene. Okay, I want to hear so why. Let, let Let's rewind a little back, and it's super obvious. So one of the things uh, I'm a big fan of, like it's really funny because it's kind of true. Uh, I'm a really big Super Sentai fan, Common Rider, Power Rangers, whatever. Peter making like the webs and him like posing on the webbing and doing like a like a Spider-Man kind of like fight pose was like really like took me in and out of the moment because I'm like, man, this really reminds me of like my weird Japanese shows. But then he ends up fighting. He ends up fighting a lizard in fucking poo water. <laughs> Peter Parker gets scratched and thrown around in fucking poo water. And then he ends up going to Gwen's probably smelling like shit and his wounds are probably just super infected yeah that was one of the cleanest ass sewers i've ever seen in movies no there's shit like, in the water even his lab i was like man this water looks really nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you're right he's like he's like hunched over in the water at some point and it's all clear and flowing beautifully i'm like i had the exact same thing I'm like that's that's not sewer water. That's like you know, Poland Spring. Like that's somebody just like dumping bottles of Aquafina around them. That's not that's not sewer water. Yeah, poo water, infected wounds. Also, here's a little thing I I kind of as I was watching it, just struck me. Not too big of a deal though. She's 17 and doesn't have a medical degree. So gently swabbing his lacerations with like a baby wipe ain't it's, it's not <laughs> helping, <one>. my dear. <laughs> Her reaction is to be, oh, no, you need to go to a hospital, not 
here, let me lounge on you and swab you <laughs> with some tissues I found in the, in the, in the upstairs bathroom. No, no. And don't forget, we're going to kiss, too. We're going to kiss. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then we're going to go for a swing after I, uh, you know, just got cut up by a giant right. lizard. Right, because nothing is sexier than 14-inch lacerations across your chest that are clearly open, gaping, poo-infected wounds. So, <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, nothing, nothing's hotter than that. So let's, let's have ourselves a little make-out session. It's so <laughs> dumb. I guess they need another oh. smooch. And you got to say, at least you can say this apartment at least is pretty soundproof because he doesn't hear anything that they're talking when he when her dad walks by. And I did laugh at the joke where she's like, he's like, do you want hot cocoa? She's like, I got I got cramps. He's like, oh, and he just walks away real fast. Yeah, the cramps. He's like, all right. I don't want to know. That's that's fine. Women don't have menstrual cycles. I I completely forget about this. It's fine. Uh, It it, it did give me a good chuckle. But um, yeah, that whole thing. It's like dumb, stupid. And then you see the lizard injects himself again, and this is when he climbs out of the toilet at school because he's hunting for Peter Parker. <laughs> well, don't forget, you have his, like, really weird motivation, which I think is kind of weird, but every bad guy's got to have motivation, to which he just says that everyone will be lizards, and there'll be, you know, world peace where everyone's lizards, <laughs> and there will be no disease and, and no rich people when everyone's lizards, even though I'm pretty sure... There's some weird cartoon joke where, like, they become blobs and they're like, why are you still stuck up? Oh, because we're the grayest and the blobbiest. So, <laughs> I'm, yeah, his motivation's terrible. It's really, really dopey. It's, again, it's it's just like we're rushing to a conclusion. Yeah, like, I, I guess this wasn't. It's, yeah, it feels so accelerated now that I'm watching it. It's like I, I understand like the lizard where he's like. He should just be the lizard all the time. Like, they should never have him going back. Like, they just have him being this monster and then just, like, you know, the lizard brain is taking over. And maybe that's what they're going for. Um, And it's cheaper just to have an actor there than just to put in this, like, CG lizard thing. And And that's probably why they did that. And let me just take an opportunity to say that the CG lizard costume is really it's decent it's decent i it's okay right i don't love the fact though that lizard has human eyes i think that's i don't is that i don't know if that's a comic book thing or i would assume lizard would have lizard eyes but i wonder if they were trying to continue to cement the humanity of of of, uh connor like connor is still in there but he's this lizard beast. So I don't know if that was a comic book thing or or not, but I miss the snout. Like, like uh, when I want to see the lizard on film is I guess like when the lizard debuted in the comics, like he he had like a just kind of a flat face. But like the more iconic lizard that everyone kind of knows is like the alligator snout. And that really bummed me out. And the only time when you see him. Because when people think of a lizard, they think of like the torn purple pants, the lab coat. Like you see <laughs> yes. you know, for five seconds when he climbs out of the toilet <laughs> is like a nice little nod. Like I know when people first started seeing the lizard, like I think they warmed up to it as the movie came out. But the face does kind of have like a Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers movie it look about does. it. It, it does. It really does. Oh, good call. So, so even then with that, that's even weirder because you said, Phil, he has human eyes. When he injects himself before the scene, he ha- he grows lizard eyes. Yeah, when he turns right. when he turns back, yeah, because like uh, at the end they kind of go from like yellow to like blue. Yeah, you got a good point. Like when he was in transformation, yeah, I think he did have like those lizard eyes. I, you know, it's fine. And again, I think the costume is is 
it did annoy me. It didn't take me out of the movie. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's some goofy CGI nonsense. But I, I settled into it pretty quick. It was it was fine. It's interesting watching this movie and watching a recent Marvel blockbuster that was in theaters. And I think the lizard looks better than most of that uh, other thing. But uh, <laughs> we'll just leave that there. Was it, was it Thor? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like I, Thor that much either. I have not seen Thor, nor will I, until I have to for this very podcast. So It'll be a while. I'm fine. I have no interest in that stupid because thing. we got to watch the rest of those movies. And I've been... I. I'm a little burned out on current MCU as as I've been doing other Marvel movies like this. And then there's the other like Blade 2. Like I've just been in a different mo- mood. I will. Well, Blade now. 2, as as we've all discussed, is, is a classic uh, yes. is a cl- piece, a classic piece of cinema. So I, I'm glad I got to hear that episode. I was bummed I wasn't on it because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to force my way into an episode. I'm grateful for everyone I get to be on. But I, I was like, oh, man, like that movie always is- bugged me. Yeah, it's just great. <laughs> you know how to get a hold of me. Uh, I hope Clay Trinity wins that poll because I got that DVD on the shelf. <laughs> so do I. I got Blade Trinity on a shelf as a, a digital video disc. I sure do. It's on I Netflix. Remember. Oh, well. Well, I also have, I, I own a copy of the four. And the fourth Blade movie that's on the DVD is actually just the first two episodes of the Blade show that only ran like 13 episodes. And they just made it, a, they called it a movie. Oh, the one that was on Spike? Yes. <laughs> yep. Never saw have, it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't. Part of me wants to watch Blade House of Chiton, but I just I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. We'll see. All right, and this is when you have him in the in the school fighting the lizard. I did laugh my ass off when he rips the tail off the lizard and it just grows back. Like I thought that was hilarious. That's cool. That's cool. I really yeah, like a lot very of lizard this, thing. Like, like when he's, I guess it's like the the spider in the Spider Man where he's like crawling over him and it's really weird looking but it's also kind of cool and like very spider like yeah it's really cool I uh I it's funny when with the lizard uh, growing his tail back lizards do that that's a lizard thing that happens you you cut up a lizard's like a little gecko's tail it'll grow right back in a you know not instantaneously but it'll grow back in a few days. So I, I did like that. All this stuff is really kinetic and fun. It's lots of smashing and crashing and banging. I really do like the fact that um, Spider-Man's webs really aren't quite good enough to 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 put a stop to him. Because what he's been doing this whole time is using his webs to trap people. Like ensnare them so they can't move or stick them to walls. Like that is not quite working. Um, which I think is really good. And I, I like the Stan Lee cameo in this. It's It's fun. Yeah, I, I remember I, when I saw it in theater, I was like, oh, man, everyone was like laughing so hard Yep. when he's just like totally oblivious to all this carnage going on around him. Like, that is so great. I wonder if he was wearing Sony headphones during that. I wonder if we <laughs> zoom in and look for a uh, insignia on the headphone. I wonder if it was uh, Sony. Um, but yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Anything else you guys have on the li- on the, uh, the library? Because it is a pretty big scene. There's lots of stuff uh, going on, but it's more just smacking and, and crashing. Did you mention the yeah. Stan Lee cameo? Of course. Of okay. course. <laughs> there is never not going to be a Stan Lee cameo. Every time I watch it, I'm just not going to get immediately bummed out. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's new ones it. coming. Did you hear about I that? I get it. No. They there was a thing that was passed through his estate that now they can they're going to start doing cameos and all the different products with Stan Lee using his likeness and putting him in these movies, even though he's dead and gone. Well, I mean, they're already doing that with living people because like in Obi-Wan, James Earl Jones is credited as Darth Vader, but that's all AI. 
Oh, that's James weird. Earl Jones didn't go into a recording booth. Oh, or if he did, it was weird. very little. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew he was in it, but I thought he was just he went and did it. I didn't realize that was all AI. <laughs> nope, he didn't do any of it, but he's credited wow. for it. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I don't know. It bothers me. With, it bothers me with Stanley though. Like it's like just let the man, you know, because I'm assuming they don't. It doesn't matter what he wanted. It's all about. How can we make more money off this off the man that we have pro- we have own, ownership of? Hmm. Yeah, kind of and I mean, I was about to say it's like I mean, he lived a good life. He can let it go, but then like towards the end of his life, some of the things that kind of went down, yeah, that we're knowledgeable of is like that's why people. I saw so many people. And they're like, I have to run to these conventions and meet Stan Lee, and it's like, uh, like why would you want to meet a man who's just like almost at gunpoint to go to these things and looks so tired and. Uh, he should yeah. just be like home watching baseball with like Todd McFarlane or something. <laughs> like, Todd McFarlane didn't go over to his house and like talk baseball. Like say what you will about like him. Like he was like there was some of the best moments of like the last years of his life. Like after his yeah. wife died. Yeah, things got bad after that. I felt like for him. Bummer. And then Peter goes into the sewer because he follows after the lizard. He he finds the lab and you have I have cops shooting lizard in my. Oh no! Okay, so yeah, yeah. Peter finds the lad. The lizard ends up running away and escapes, and then the and then ends up like heading. I think he's heading towards the bill. Or no, he's heading towards Oscorp at this point to get a hold of that device that they mentioned earlier is gonna could spread a weapon. That's what they're up to for this part. Gotcha. Yep. And you have it. You have the cop shooting the lizard. I thought that was kind of cool, like a cool action scene. And he starts gassing. He starts gassing all the all the SWAT team and everything with it. I I, I did. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember seeing him actually weaponizing the he, the. He does the, have like gas grenade. Yeah, but I don't remember seeing actually seeing a moment when he actually did so. They have a, maybe they he have did two it in his lab. Scenes. Okay. He get, he gasses SWAT and then he goes in the street and he just starts popping up the canisters on the street. Yes. Do you have both? Right, of but those? I'm saying the can. I'm saying that the canisters themselves. Like I don't remember him actually building that because. Oh no, was, you don't see was, that. Okay. See, so that that wasn't me just falling asleep because it was late. I so he he uh so initially he was stabbing himself with the goop, then he turns around <laughs> and now he's got this gas, and we never yes. get the moment where he actually weaponizes it and makes it gas. Okay, all right. No, and it's not a deleted scene either, I because I just watched all the deleted scenes while we gotcha. were recording without sound, and there's no him making gas. So and again, Blair? that's why like I don't yep. like the lizard escalation because like yep. <laughs> like they have like I'm pretty sure it's like ADR lines where it's like we need something where he's working and not talking, but. And then his confession is just on his computer. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we need to get going. These movies cannot be three hours. We're not at this era of Spider-Man Marvel movies. This is already a two, two, two hour, 15 minute movie, I think. Yeah. Something along those lines. And so it's just a little on the long side. So, yeah, we can't have more than a two hour movie. So we got a boogie woogie. And man, you're right, Blair. <laughs> this thing just hurtles towards this conclusion pretty fast. You also have like the worst, like I think probably the worst CGI in this movie where like Kurt Connor is explaining that he's going to turn everyone into lizards. And then there's like a weird computer part where you see like, I guess, the gas spreading. And then you see a picture of the lizard go onto the computer and several lizards spread out from it. <laughs> yeah, it's just really silly looking. It's ridiculous. It's almost like a like was it called one of the Call of Duty games when you're like killing murdering people from afar and he, it's just little dots and little like little people figures as they're running away as you drop bombs on them over and over again. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was very silly. And in the comments, like the first introduction to the lizard, like he was in Florida, so 
<laughs> you know, that makes sense. But it's just like, if you turn everyone to lizards, like, oh, it's October, we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> the whole town is just dead. <laughs> like, you just like, oh, like, uh, breaking news, the New York lizards are migrating towards Florida. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> Florida man lizard. rents B&B to lizard crew. <laughs> you know, why could I really see that happening? So if, as, as if we need another reason to dislike Florida. Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> no yeah, offense if you live in Florida. I have a reason to dislike Florida, and I will tell y'all later because I do not think it's appropriate for this show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take that. <sighs> and then you have cops are shooting the Spider-Man. I like this where they shoot him with a stun gun and they, they, they take him down. Like they completely hit Spider-Man, take him down. They arrest him. And then... I thought that was all good. And then they, they demask him and somehow he's able to, he breaks free and takes out, you know, knocks out all the cops except for the captain. And this is when captain Stacy sees that it's Peter, that Peter is Spider-Man. And I, I thought this was a good little scene too, except he, he lets him go, which I thought was not in character, but I guess, you well, know, he, he put just, two and two together. Cause Peter went to his office and he was like, uh, like Kirk Connors is turning it like I actually like that he went to the police as most logical people. There's like, I'm going to do it myself. No, I'm going to go to the cop. But yeah. he has no proof. And then Dennis Leary's like, OK, well, maybe we'll look into it because he's not exactly crazy. Even though I think Gwen says that she talked to her dad and he thinks that you're nuts. But then when he sees that he's Spider-Man, he's like, oh, he was telling the truth. There is a lizard person. And I didn't listen before because I had no reason to because it was a ramblings of a lunatic. Yeah, why would I? Yeah. (laughs) Well, to be fair, at this point, the lizard has turned what half the SWAT team into lizards, probably. Yeah. At this point, yeah. (laughs) Which doesn't really factor in because at the very end, when they all return back to uh, turn back into cops, they're in the same place where they were gassed. So it's a very it's we'll talk about I guess when we get to that very very end part, they are in the same place. Like they, it looks like they never moved. It actually what it is probably is that the director didn't want to actually move them from set to set. So he probably said to them, stand here, shoot. All right. Stand here again. Shoot the last scene of you feeling better. So anyway, it's kind of a lack of continuity with them scattering away um, like bugs. But yeah, I I dig that. I think it's I think it's also he's, you know, Dennis Leary realizes again, putting two and two together. My daughter is in trouble and I can't save her. So. This spider person is the only one who can let him give a shot because I probably won't be able to get there in the eight minutes. I think I think it's eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, and he and says that, that Gwen is headed towards Oscorp right now to make the cure. Yeah, yeah there's eight minutes. That took like you. That took you twenty because look, and I know how those cranes. You ever see a crane like move its position? It that took them eight <laughs> minutes just to get that thing across. <laughs> we'll get there, which is might be other than other than Peter romantically whipping her around like I don't even I can't even do another analogy to give her a smooch could be the stupidest thing in this movie. And the movie <laughs> has a, a healthy amount of stupid things. I like this crane part. I remember this. This was one of the few things that stuck with me. Like for, I couldn't remember what movie it was from, but I remembered this scene. I couldn't remember this movie, the other movie. And I smiled when I saw it. I was like, okay, I was waiting for this. I know what yeah. scene you're thinking of. So, like, the payoff is, like, the when he's escaping, Dennis Lurie's like, hold your fire, but one of the cops being cops, shoot him anyways. <laughs> yeah. So then Peter's hurt, and it's on the news that, like, Spider-Man's injured. Actually, there is something in this movie that 
Like, there's one point where he has, like, a bloody handprint, and then he kind of, like, hits a... puts his hand on something, and you see his... Like, I guess he puts a handprint there. Actually, they kind of linger on that for a second, and I thought that was, like, a jackal setup for the sequel, where someone was going to find his blood and clone him or something. That was just, like, stupid comic book nerd speculation. So, like, I guess the the guy whose kid he saved earlier sees the Spider-Man's injured and he's like calls all of his friends in the union to move the cranes because Spider-Man is trying to get the Oscorp um, <laughs> and he's Spider-Man's like oh they're helping me but the thing about this is like I, I get what they're going for is that like he helped this person it's kind of like in the Sam Raimi movie where Green Goblin's terrorizing the kids and people start throwing stuff at him because it's like, oh, we're New Yorkers and we stick up for one another. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So they're, they're, it's like they're making anchors for him, but buildings are anchors. He's Spider-Man. <laughs> he doesn't need these. It's not like Batman where it's just like, you know, it's such a video game moment where it was like, okay, Batman needs these grapple points to get there, but Spider-Man's grapple points is literally everything. <laughs> and yeah. then... What's even funnier is I, I don't think I ever noticed this, and maybe I just forgot about it. So not only did they set up the video game gravel points, someone in a SWAT helicopter takes a light and makes a path saying, yeah. run here. <laughs> Literally a video game. is so right. Oh my gosh. It's so uh, right. It's ridiculous. And also, again, not to get like too realistic about it, you really think, really think, a bunch of construction workers. A, why are they at there at night? They're not there at night. That's 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 complete nonsense. But they, even if they're there at night, you want to make some overtime? And it's yeah, no. Call my shop steward. Call my shop <laughs> steward. I like it. I'm on the clock. We're a union. We're a union here. So it's <laughs> it is just ridiculous. It looks silly. Like even that long shot of approaching the tower and all the cranes moving into position slowly but surely. Again, that would take at least ten minutes for the things to go into position. Uh, why are there cranes dotting this one corridor? Like, is this one cor- one street in New York have nothing but construction on it? So there's giant cranes on every single block, perfectly spaced out so <laughs> Spider-Man can... And this the one street, I guess, where there are no buildings. It is... It's, it is ridiculous. And Blair nailed it all the way. It's, it's just this stupid, ridiculous thing. And the, the spotlight, go this way. Oh, what this? What direction? Straight toward the giant tower that is that is per as like over everything. Clearly, this is now the biggest building in New York. Go toward that. Hmm. It's all it, ridiculous. It's a, I really like it, but I completely agree with you. It is completely like, ridiculous. And it's steeped in like New York pride, right? Exactly. And a lot of this, the Spider-Man movies have that, you know, where it's New Yorkers coming together. Um, you know, Blair perfectly like that example of the Green Goblin. So that's a theme that that this these movies generally try to do, but um, yeah, it's really really strange and and this dumb. It's just very silly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I get a huge kick out of all the stuff that happens here, where he's going up the tower and every, you know, and you have the fight with where he fights the lizard. I really like. The, I mean, it's not much of a fight, but I do like it. And then the captain shows up and shoots him with a shotgun. <laughs> Yeah, How the hell he got up there so fast. I got nothing, but eh, no, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. So I have a really weird question that probably goes into probably breaking the movie, but it makes a pretty good point. Why doesn't Gwen just take like a hammer 
to the device that the lizard specifically needs to spread lizard juice so that because it just won't work. The ending wouldn't be the same? And the movie wouldn't be exciting, maybe? Well, they also no, have I know the cure cops on the street, too. They made a cure. They can make more cure. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Like, you have the formula. Like, it's perfectly fine. Just smash the thing the, the monster needs. But yeah, like you said, we need some sort of some sort of just kind of I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. My com- my brain completely shut off. I apologize, gents. Um, but yeah, we we just yeah exactly yeah they just need some more tension. You know, she I, needs to be in peril. She can't just be up there doing her thing. So yeah, well, during like this time, she's, she's like in the Mary, building. Mary Jane and the like in the Raimi film, she's always the damsel in the stress. So this is like we're gonna give her something to do, which is both smart and also just really dumb. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she just needs something to do. She can't just hang out in the car, which is eventually what she ends up doing anyway. They just put her into the... Again, I wasn't sure if she dies in this one or the second one, and I'm thinking, like, when is Gwen going to die? When is Gwen going to die? And sure enough, it was not this one. Once she was in the cop car, I was like, ah, she's fine. Yeah, it's a, it's a second yeah, it's a, movie. It's a classic Marvel hero fight. There's some... He knocks off some, was it nitrous oxide or nitrogen something? cold freezy gas yeah why that's on the roof i don't know but yes that's fine and then tries to freeze this is all pretty standard boilerplate marvel spider-man stuff so nothing really to complain about for me and of course he saves the day at the last second or he replaces i'm sorry he replaces the the um the virus with the cure yep virus the cure and then this is also when stacy gets stabbed also too around this point yep he puts his yeah he puts his fingers through him like He ran out of shotgun shells, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's fine. Poor Dennis Leary bites, kicks the bucket. Dennis Leary says to Peter Parker, "Promise me you'll leave her alone. Promise me you'll leave her alone." And he does. He doesn't really though. He just kind of stares at him. <laughs> like, what do I say? I, I like this, this girl. I don't want to stop seeing her. Yeah, he's like looking at her. He's if like, "You go so- after my daughter. I'm gonna come back as a force ghost." And he does. <laughs> yeah. it's yeah it's kind of one of those things where Peter Parker was very just yeah he kind of just sat there non-committedly just kind of like um hmm (laughs) if I wait this out you're gonna die before I give you an answer because if you die before I give you an answer that's kind of like all bets are off right and And I uh, wish they would have committed on that because like when they're kind of doing the rounds like the Spider-Man PS4 game from Insomniac it's like the Spider-Man story is like Spider-Man wins, Peter Parker loses. Hmm. But then it's just like, well, she automatically because uh, they go to the funeral. He doesn't go where he's in the background. And then she goes to his house and was like, oh, he told you not to come near me. So it's not like the Mary Jane situation in Spider-Man one where it's just like, OK, I have a seat. Well, I guess she already knows he's Spider-Man anyway. So like she automatically puts two and two. Yeah, together. And then that's when she said he made you promise, didn't he? And he yeah. just he doesn't answer her. And that's when she figures it out. And then she leaves and you have a small scene where they're back in school and he, he shows up late and he's like, I promise next time I won't be late. And she makes comments. Uh, the teacher says, don't be don't make promises you can't keep. And he whispers. Those are the best kind. And that's when Gwen smiles after a little bit. Cute. It's good. It is. That's such a bad thing, though. Like you, you basically (laughs) kind of offhanded make a made a promise to this girl's dad that you wouldn't date her because something similar might happen to which it kind of does. It does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does. 
Like, imagine if, like, she was still really bummed out about her dad's death, and then you have this cheeky fuck behind her being like, the best kind of promises are the ones you break, and she just turned around and slapped the ever-loving shit out of him. That'd be great. <sighs> like, if, oh, don't forget, Peter like. comes home with the with the eggs, too, after this, because he kept forgetting the eggs, for, and he brings home the eggs. I mean, little things, but I, I like them. They're cute, yeah. I also find it, though, because he, like, skips out on the funeral. Like, he decides yeah, he's kind of a dick. I'm not... Yeah, like, dude, my dude, understand. Just because you're making a promise not to hang out with, not to date her, doesn't mean you can't go to the funeral. Like, Go to the funeral, you, you, you jackass. And then, you know, at the doorway with the rain coming down, I'm sorry, I can't see you anymore. I'm sorry. You know, and she just turned. And again, this is really good work from Emma Stone. The look she gives him is, I can't believe you. And that's when she asks, like, you know, did my dad pro- make you promise? And he doesn't respond. He just, based on his lack of response, she goes, yeah, that's probably what it is. But she's still pissed. And she's still like, yeah. So this kind of little like wry ending, ending little jab from Peter of the, these are, those are the best promises to break. She should have slapped him. I agree with you. Yeah. The little (laughs) toy smile might have been out of character, I think, for how pissed off she has every right to be. Like every right. Here's a sweet guy. He was Spider-Man. Save the world. We'll save the world. Save New York from turning into lizards and migrating down to Florida. And now all of a sudden you, you all of a sudden he, he just turns into straight dick mode out of nowhere at her time of need. Like while her dad is being <laughs> interred into the ground, like, like a better yeah. lead into your sequel. I guess they wanted to leave on like a, an optimistic note would just be like, yeah, it's your fault that he died because of all of this. Like none of this would have happened if, you would have meddled with this and then they just wouldn't have been together. And cause in the sequel, like they are together and then they're not. And then it just, it's, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's I don't remember your Patreon it. dollars for the amazing Spider-Man two on games. My mom found so we can all yes. watch it. <laughs> yes. Only a one slim dollar will allow us to watch amazing Spider-Man. Nope, vote. I'll put it on the poll if people want it. Like, cause I'm going <laughs> to anyway. just vote, just vote. A vote with your vote with your heart. Um, your maybe comments, your, your likes, your listens. Well, I mean, That's hey, right. honestly, that does. If somebody <laughs> likes a lot of stuff, I will do it for sure. If it gets people to listen to it, so I, and comments on YouTube or wherever the hell you want to. I don't. I'm care. gonna Just, recommend maybe maybe next time watch the thing, something that Mike oh, Albertson will absolutely thing. adore. Of course you do, because it's phenomenal. We've all watched the thing. It's a good movie. Like, <laughs> oh, you see? Well, hey, Mike. we got okay. two spooky okay. polls coming up, so. All right. You get to yeah. You guys can choose <laughs> what the hell. We'll, we'll do uh, maybe we'll do Midsummer. You know, maybe that will be. I do want to watch that. It's a, it's a I nice might regret it immensely okay. after Sunny, I watch it. Right? It's a nice I folk story. It. It's it's adorable. You watch uh, a great movie with Florence Pugh. Yes, we did. We watched Black Widow. Really great. Okay. So, <laughs> I love Black Widow. I will. I will. You can. I. You can listen to my review. I love that. That movie's great. Oh, I listened to the episode. I. I. I did enjoy it a lot. <laughs> not the you movie. enjoyed the episode, not so much the the film on which it was based upon. Oh, the um, two-hour episode was way better than the movie. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Thank that should you, be on the tagline there. Better than the movie. <laughs> yeah, games my mom found better than the movie. <laughs> dot dot I, dot. Better than the movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I just. Uh, yeah, that whole just to kind of wrap it up with with her. It's. Um. It's that kind of wry smile. She ends. Movie ends, music, and then we get this weird mid-credit scene that I, I do not understand. I didn't know there was one. I didn't watch it. I just turned off the movie. I always skip ahead to see if it happens. You know, skip, skip. You know, scrub through it to see if anything pops up. And sure enough, it did. It's it's Connor in in a cell of some sort 
And some do with a scratchy voice saying, hey, don't go. You know, we need to go after him, I guess, meaning Spider-Man. And Connor is like, don't go after him. Did you tell the parents? Did you tell the boy about his parents? It's like, remember when this started about his parents? Like, just to remind you, as we haven't touched on them for like two (laughs) Two and a half hours. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's just. Is it like a, also like it. connecting to Sinister Six? I think he's in the sequel because I think like <laughs> in the sequel they have a base and it has like Doc Ock's arms and Vulture's wings and there's like Venom something on a computer. It's so <laughs> everything you say about this sequel makes me want to see it and talk about it. Paul Giamatti as a Russian crazy man in the. <laughs> Who, become, who becomes the rhino? Oh, good I lord! Am the rhino! <laughs> oh God! My son, he he watches. Um, he's six, so he's not watching this stuff yet. And um, but he watches. You probably haven't seen it because it's for kids. But it's like Spidey and his amazing friends. Oh, doesn't have the, the Follow Boy? Does the theme? Yeah, that's the that's the dopey. Yeah, that has the dopey Fall Out Boy song uh, leading into it. Correct. And it's kind of adorable. It's a you know, Spider-Man and Miles Morales and Ghost Spider. And and it's it's like whenever I think of like Rhino, because I haven't seen him on film. And <laughs> I, I guess since I've seen Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 2, it just seems adorable. Right. And now thinking of Paul Giamatti as that <laughs> character, again, just sounds deliciously bad. And oof. oof. It is. It's fine. Mm, that movie is. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking. I now I really I didn't want to watch it. Now I do just because I feel like <laughs> it's going to be hilarious with us. See, that's what I'm glad because like when I saw No Way Home, I was like, I I don't want to watch the Andrew Garfield movies again, but I do because it reminded me of how good he was. But then I just thought to myself about the Amazing Spider-Man Two. I actually went back and watched the Half in the Bag review for Red Letter Media. And Jay brings up the point where it's just like, you can rearrange this entire movie and it wouldn't make a difference because it actually <laughs> doesn't have a plot. It just it doesn't make any sense. Hey, my my eight year old son, when when I bought it for him, he loved Amazing Spider-Man, too. He loved the opening of all the police and Spider-Man. So, well, there's a good like the costumes nice and there's some good Spider-Man stuff. And it's just like everything else is just trash. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't interested definitely. in watching it. Now I am. After the after us talking for two and a half hours, now I'm interested to watch this movie. Because <laughs> again, like know. this movie is like it's it's trying to kind of toe that like not quite the Nolan line where it's like okay, we have like a grittier version of Spider-Man. It's kind of not like the like not quite cam version of Sam Raimi. Like it has to be different. Like everything back then was like. It has to be like the gritty set in reality kind of like Dark Knight Casino Royale type of story, which doesn't really work for Spider-Man. <laughs> like that's not what Spider-Man is. I don't yeah, know. This, I, this, this yeah. whole enterprise just reeks of like Ashcan film. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> Spider-Man is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun and save the day and small scope. I mentioned this, I think, in probably one of the MCU movies. I like Spider-Man because usually the stakes are small and that's cool. Like that's, I like that, right? It doesn't have to be the big blue laser from the sky where all the space slugs come from this and, and the <laughs> people on speeders come and attack things. It's, it's really, I like the smaller scale. That's cool. I actually like the fact in the MCU, he's usually a complimentary character. Like he's helping out, you know, he's not, if I remember correctly. 
he, he doesn't really have these moments where he's doing Iron Man stuff or Captain America stuff. He's doing Spider-Man stuff, and that's good. I love that. Yeah, um, like no way in Far From Home, he's like, someone else should do it. Why are you getting Spider-Man to do it? Like, there's so many better people. Right. And they kind of have a line where Nick Fury is like, we can't get anyone else. Essentially, you're the only one who's left. <laughs> <laughs> you are literal last option. Hi. Yes, you're playing. You're, you're, you're first on the kickball team because nobody else wants to play. So <laughs> there you go. Hope you feel good about yourself. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Any last things you want to say before we go to shelf stacker box? OK, I'll go first. Oh, I'm going to okay. put this on the shelf. I really, really like this film. Uh, more than I thought I would. And I haven't seen it in years. I just had a great time. It was just, it, to me, it's a really good film. It's a really good Spider-Man movie. And I just love the way, again, as I said it before, Emma and Andrew are in this way. Those those two characters interact. It just makes me really, really enjoy this movie. So it's going on the shelf. And I'm glad that people voted for, for us to cover this. Oh, what about you, Bill? Um, I'm going to stack this one. Uh, it's... It's kind of hard to go back to these movies when the newest trilogy is out, and especially Spider-Verse exists in this world. Um, and obviously, that's not something that should count towards a criticism, like an actual critique, because you know it's not the movie's fault it came out in 2012. But <laughs> as far as a constructed movie, it's fine. I, I think this is a good Spider-Man adventure for all the reasons everyone has stated so far. Um, but it's not something I think I'll visit again um, ever unless I need a refresher before watching <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2. So, yeah. um, I no, I'm certainly I won't. So, not a movie I, I need to have on the shelf, but I, I like it. I had a good time with it. It just kind of was a good 7.5 out of 10 if I was going to do that, or eight, maybe an 8. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Joe? I think this is also stack. This is probably something to where, like, if someone was ever like, hey, you want to watch the entire Spider-Man series just because... I'd probably be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's just with this one and what ends up happening in the second one and all the all the different ways they treated Andrew Garfield. I probably wouldn't really watch it also because it's like a part of its own time, kind of like the original Spider-Man movies. They're parts of their own time, too. But I still liked it. Okay. And you, Blair? Yeah, I'll put this in the stack. I, I My feelings on this movie have gone up and down since its release. Like, I remember... Like many people, after Spider-Man 3 um, kind of burned everyone, I kind of was out of the Spider-Man thing for a while. And like after Iron Man, The Dark Knight, it was like, why do we need this? When they started having the teasers, I didn't understand why they were just doing another Spider-Man origin story. Like it seemed way too soon. But when I saw it, I thought it was like, yeah, this is well constructed and I like the chemistry between these two people. And I at the time wanted to see more. But now as I've gone back and kind of looked at like the Raimi, the original Spider-Man from Sam Raimi, it's just like it clips by so fast and it's so fun because it just has like his stamp all over it where I watched this like for this show and. Like I kept pausing it and my fiance was like, are you done? I was like, no, I just need to take a break for a second because like, eh, it's a little bit slow. <laughs> That's fair. All right. And that wraps up that section. And if you do want to hear more Spider-Man, we have done a few Spider-Man movies so far. Not many. And I will tell you what the Spider-Man stuff we've done is as soon as I pull it up because I was not prepared, even though I should know. <laughs> All right. We have done pod being slow. I don't do a lot of editing. 
It's fine. We can. Yeah, you can just edit it out later. <laughs> I can't get it to load. All right. I did Spider-Man Far From Home MCU Film 23. Spider-Man 2000 with Blair. Uh, episode 131. Spider-Man Homecoming MCU Film 16. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Film 9. Great, great movie. And Spider-Man the a Genesis game based on the animated series with episode 26. We haven't done a lot of Spider-Man stuff yet. But okay. So that's what we've done for Spider-Man. If you do want to hear more Spider-Man. And Bill, where can people find you at? Yeah, uh, I do a podcast entitled A Gamer Looks at 40. Um, it's a, um, I, don't, I feel like I've said this tagline for a year and a half, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's a, uh, I have, because I have, it's kind of a, it's a collection of stories from different people who have enjoyed different games and eras. It's, uh, you know, I feel like that we, we all have stories of games and video games that have affected us during our lives. And uh, I, this podcast are collections of those stories from different eras or different systems. I also have weird little side content I'm putting together now as well. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a, a neat show. Uh, Mr. Mike Alberton has been on the uh, program a number of times. There is a Legend of Zelda series coming up that's going to take about two and a half months. Um, <laughs> we are stepping through the entire franchise era by era. Feel free to get me back. The, yeah, the man, stuff. I, I have to I have to I still have a lot of interviews to do. <laughs> I know <laughs> so much. But anyway, so please check it out. Uh, a Gamer Looks at 40 wherever you check out your favorite podcasts and maybe I'll become your eighth favorite. Who knows? <laughs> that is too, for you to decide based on your listening tastes. Um, so, yeah, check it out. At the way that I plug it now, I say it's a, it's a show where, where you interview people about how games have affected their life. Much more succinct. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've, much more succinct than the minute ramble that I had. It was like an Andrew Garfield ramble. I was a games <laughs> podcast. That's kind of what it was. So uh, very also, good. Also, uh, as I say, much better produced than my show because you actually no. interview and cut things up and do what I will not don't want to do. It's so. exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting. No, I give you credit. <laughs> and Blair, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at Blarcade. Uh, you can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com, where I reviewed uh, every single version of the Amazing Spider-Man tie-in game, including the Ultimate Edition on Wii U, which is the best version (laughs) to own. Uh, I also wrote a book about Spider-Man video games, the web of Spider-Man games, the Amazing and the Not-So-Spectacular, which uh, I re-released last year under a Turbo Edition moniker that I'm really proud of, and it's very inexpensive. You can get it digitally on the Amazon Kindle store. And I guess don't know when this is going to go live, but uh, end of this month. OK, so you'll probably be able to see a review for the animated film DC Super League of Super Pets <laughs> tie-in video game. Uh, I look forward to that one, actually, because I feel like it won't be that good. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I mentioned the top of the episode. This was voted by Patreon. We do have Patreon polls every month. The current poll, which you have, like, if you're if you're listening to the day this comes out, you only have a couple days to vote. It's Marvel or DC, Blade Trinity, Sang-Chi, Shazam, or Aquaman. You get to choose what movie we're going to cover. And just for a little dollar, and it helps me out, and I'm going to do more with the polls eventually. I'm, I'm eventually going to do more with the Patreon. I just haven't yet, because I don't care enough yet. But that's coming. So definitely go check all that out. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hatsfree. You can follow her on TikTok. She made our music. She does a lot of TikTok, so definitely go follow that. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. YouTube is audio only, but we are there. And if you want to communicate with me, comment on YouTube, comment on Podbean, comment on Facebook. I will get you will get a hold of me just fine. I'm actually 
starting to take recommendations from people. We actually just did an episode that came up earlier this month, Mega Man 7, which was recommended by a guy. And that's nice. It took me, it takes me months to get to your recommendations, but I will eventually try. Because <laughs> I write the schedules way in advance. Like, way, way in advance. I'm like, I know what I'm playing the whole rest of this year at this point. So that's just how I am. I'm just excited for my recommendation. It's coming. It's going to get on there. Because I, <laughs> I need to play it someday, so it'll happen. I'm going to try to do it the next season I write, so early next year, my plan. But I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.